Well, I suppose we should get started as close to on time as I think we ever have. Because it's about the most, yeah, it's about the most responsible start we've ever had. Because we have a jam-packed podcast with all of the announcements that were made. Yeah, it's an, ex- it's an exciting day, man. So, hello everybody who's already hanging out. Zenith yeah, Dragon, Ian Bits, Real Mayo, only here for the Joel. We see you. Uh, Ian Bits, to answer your question, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the Twitch bot will be up like immediately. Uh, the YouTube version usually takes a, a day or two for me to get out because when it's two hours of stuff to uh, render and so forth. I will uh, I'll actually rebroadcast the uh, podcast on my channel for the next two weeks. <laughs> 24-7. That's how I'll make partner. <laughs> Hello, Solid Age. Solid Age says, I'm only here for the Taco Bell gift card that was advertised. Was that you? Dios mio. <laughs> I didn't advertise any gift cards. Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't uh, one of those Dune Mer? Uh, it might be. It might have been. I don't know. I made that shit up as I went. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was not obvious. <laughs> get, get out of here, dude. <laughs> it looked incredibly scripted. Yeah, I mean, that's the kind of genius writing you can expect from a channel. <laughs> so, hello everybody. Uh, if you are just exiting a cave that you were forced to live in and build an arc reactor and then escape terrorists, and you have not heard the news, we got an announcement about the next expansion yeah. for The Elder Scrolls Legends today. The last, like, 24 hours have been just, like, a, like a endless torrent of, like, hype and news and previews, and it's been incredibly exciting. Yeah, it has been very fast-moving, and an awful lot of just news, 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 news news yes. we got teaser art and then we got expansion announced um mm-hmm. you know i don't even have the stuff like prepped for it but we got new card backs announced yes um, we had more details earlier in the week released about the championship series yes um real quick just gut reaction if the, uh, of, of what you heard and saw today let's just hear it what was your emotional reaction to it but honestly my emotional reaction was uh i hope this quells the complaints about shakeup like that was my first thought because <laughs> yeah, yeah. i've been seeing over and over and over again that we need something to shake up the meta and it's stale and i've been chuckling at that all day long because last night on stream mm-hmm. i had quinroll burglar played against me three times and if that doesn't <laughs> tell you that the meta's not settled i don't know what is but yeah that's true uh, but yeah, like I just, not only are we getting, uh, new mechanics, um, and I've been thinking, uh, potentially new keywords. I'm, I'm actually pretty sure that the rally thing that we're going to talk about later is actually a yes. new keyword. Uh, but then like rule breaking, like across the board, uh, you know, yeah. try, try attribute decks. Decks can go up to a hundred cards. Um, yeah. This is all way more, way more than I expected. Look, I would have been excited to brew with and satisfied with receiving uh, 150 new cards that had no new keywords and none of the like extra shenanigans that we have got going on in this set. I would have been totally happy with that. 
this just i had this huge fucking grin in my office as i was reading this and i was super appreciative that i was able to take half the day off <laughs> i yeah i was gonna say i was i was actually just quite angry because i was really busy at work and people kept trying to talk to me when i was trying to be like on reddit or in the bethesda yeah. stream so you know how dare they I mean, a smart man doesn't schedule any meetings for Fridays. <laughs> well, I didn't. They, 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 these were of the impromptu variety. Like, the office was dead, too. Like, yeah. half of the people I interact with weren't even in the office today, and somehow it was the yeah. busiest day of the week for me. So it was just one of those things. Murphy's Law. Well, let's let's recap some of the, the, the changes to the fundamentals of the game that are happening with Houses of Morrowind. Yeah. Okay. We got... The, previously, the, the deck size limit has been 70 cards, correct? Correct. Um, the, the maximum deck size is now 100 cards with the launch of the expansion. Uh, and that is to help facilitate uh, the biggest mechanical change that I could possibly have. I didn't even imagine this happening, which is you can now play three color decks, three attribute decks in, in Legends. But. Uh, but. Go ahead. To balance that, right? From right. a power level perspective. You have to have at least 75 cards in your deck if you run three attributes. Right. And uh, somebody had posted on Reddit, they kind of wanted to know what the design philosophy was behind that. And I, you know, quickly responded that my take was, you know, if you have a 50 card deck, even though it's never like a 50-50 ratio, right? But like in a 50 card deck, if you were to say, okay, it's like 25 cards from one attribute and 25 cards from another, and you want to add a third, you tack on 25 cards, right? Like, I feel like that's right. probably, uh, you know, where the 75 number originated from. And then maybe they did testing and found that that was, you know, fine. Um, right. But it's interesting, you know? So, it's fascinating, right? Like, and the suggest the underlying suggestion, it, right, it, that I perceived it as I was sitting in the shower for 20 minutes trying to get makeup off. Uh, I was just mulling this through in my head. I think it suggests that there has to be like a, a way you can mathematically connect the the increase in variance that adding 25 cards to your deck, you know, provides each matchup you play, uh, compared to the relative power level increase you have by playing the strongest 25 cards in three attributes. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what some of the triple attribute cards are. So right. during the Bethesda stream today, um, and... Some of the cards have been revealed. We will we'll take a look at those and kind of talk about them a little bit. But they did say today that there are um, some that are even as low costing as like two, and that there yeah. are more than uh, at least initially looks because it, so far for the tricolor stuff we've only seen like the unique legends um, and only a couple of them. But I'm I'm curious to see the power level of those cards because. To me, it's very much like Singleton, right? Singleton was a mechanic they introduced during the Forgotten Hero collection where they said, okay, if you increase your deck variance, you get the potential to play these very powerful cards and effects. Right. And so uh, it feels like that is, again, the design philosophy behind these. Like you have to introduce additional variance for right. potentially really powerful cards and effects. And I wonder how much you can offset that um, with clever right. deck building, Ian Bits has you know a, a totally uh, reasonable response, which is that but you're already playing the strongest twenty five cards and two attributes, so power level won't go up really. I, I think that like I, I don't disagree with that necessarily, but like my thought is that uh, why I think the relative power level of each card will increase is because there are going to be more opportunities, dramatically more opportunities for synergy amongst the, the individual cards in your deck, right? So the the, the 
factor that brings down the overall overall power level of the deck is the increased variance, you know, making it less likely for you to draw those combos than you would if you were able to play a 50-card, three-color deck. I mean, again, for me, it really comes down to how powerful and how many of the tri-color cards are there going to be. Because right. if, you're, if you're just going, like, baseline, I'm going to throw in max sets of stuff. You're looking yeah. at, like, whatever the unique legend is and then eight new uh, cards that are a three of. So are yeah. there going to be, of the new stuff, a, a chunk of things that are worth running eight more three ofs in your finely tuned two color deck already like that's going to be right. my baseline for as i like evaluate power level as things get revealed and then i'll kind of work it through from there yeah i understand oh man i have to admit like i i feel like i'm pretty quick to put together new decks and stuff with new cards but when i saw the three color thing like i my mind went blank as far as like the potentials go because i never considered until 12 hours ago that this was ever going to happen i it just i never thought what am i gonna what would i do with three colors uh oh it says by the Saladage says by the way boys your bed is pretty high in the mix that's that's an interesting statement also i, really, I want to really say let me, let me go out solid age did ask earlier if you guys are not familiar uh solid age aj uh is a, an employee of bethesda and a very wonderful guy and he asked if we uh, you know, if they delivered on the hype, if we were happy with the announcements and general consensus in chat, um, again, if you're listening to the audio version, um, was that yes, they had. However, I, I am going to say no, because I didn't see a single Mike the Liar. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe we did. <laughs> this one can never be sure. <laughs> Um, man, I, I honestly, like, I think, well, why don't we start by going through some of the cards, maybe, and, uh, we're looking at them one by one, and see if we can get some, some, some theory crafty go crafting going with what we have, because I, I'm at a loss, man, honestly, I'm still just, like, my brain has been exploded by the three color potentials. Alright, I think, uh, I think AJ was trying to kindly let us know that the, uh, soundtrack was a little loud, so. Okay. I'll turn that down. Yeah, I think we should definitely do that. Um, I also think, you know, before we go through the cards that were were revealed, uh, we should just really, really quickly um, get ready to hit your print screen buttons. We're going to just quickly show the entire set, but like as a... Oh, did you get permission to do that? Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't. That's why we're going to do it quick. Hopefully Solid Age closes his eyes. Uh, oh, sure. We're going to put it up on screen. Uh, if you guys can snag uh, a thing and then like do the CSI enhance real quick, right. okay. Uh, okay, you know, go. But here we go. This is that right. Excel document. Yeah, quick. Okay. Quick, take that print screen. So and... talking right there. Yeah. And can right. you believe? Yeah. Now let's now now let's now let's move on to uh, the stuff that was announced. Can you believe that those cards are going to actually get get made? I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I. You're your fucking Autobot just timed out Solid Age. Yeah. For those of you who are wondering, Solid Age said www.don'tgiveafuck.org. Spoiler away, boys. Um, uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Houses of Morrowind. I, I gotta say, the the logo with like the, the cool multicolor 
I like it. Effect is really fitting for this set since we're we're getting the multicolor stuff. I like it. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna start with the one that was actually revealed on the Bethesda stream today by CVHMP. Yeah. Um, mostly because it's the one that has like the worst screenshot. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that was the Arcanon Sarioni pepperoni. Yeah, by the way, Charmin and I were talking about this before we started. <clears throat> Morrowind is home to more words than I can't pronounce than Legends has ever seen before. <laughs> yeah, me too. But, like, I have a hard time with uh, some of them. Like, it's been so long since I've uh, right. played Morrowind that I right. don't remember. Yeah, so Archcanon uh, Sarioni here is, I mean, like, one of the most flexible cards I've ever seen, right? In, in so many ways. Yeah, it's really flexible, and what I find interesting is that... Um, so this is a tricolor card. Again, if you're listening to the audio version in the future, uh, it is a forecasting cost unique legend that mm -hmm. belongs to intelligence, willpower, and endurance. And mm -hmm. it's a 3-3, three, three, and it mm -hmm. says, Summon, choose a blessing from one of the tribunal gods, and then it also has Exalt 3, which is a new mechanic, and if you do that... It means that the card costs three more total, so instead of costing four, it would cost seven. But you gain all three of the blessings. Now, the blessings yeah. that are available are to give a friendly creature drain and guard, and that can target itself. That was confirmed. Yes. Uh, summon a spider worker. That's the O1 yes. Dwemer that lets you draw a card. Or best, best creature in the game, by the way. Yep. Or uh, give other friendly creatures plus one, plus one. Yes. Now, this is interesting to me because... This is a card that I could legitimately see you want to play in a token strategy in those colors and in a control strategy in those colors. And they did a great job of making something that, uh, you know, isn't just for the one art type. Totally agree. Yeah, this is a powerhouse fascinating card. It really, really is. And I think that the... The flexibility of the Exalt mechanic is going to be interesting. Uh, specifically... Yeah. In So if you're introducing more variance in your deck building by running these 75 card decks, a mechanic like Exalt, where you can maybe play stuff cheap or late game, get extra value out of it, is yeah. really intriguing because that might help smooth out your curve or smooth out your hand uh, if you do get a suboptimal or a subpar draw. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, so I think, that, you know, the natural... I think the it stands alone great in a in a control deck. I, I think that it's totally serviceable in a control deck, um, which I think these colors are, in my mind at least, um, most likely to to work with. Uh, but I have to admit too, like you said, like I th think this would be an absolute beast in a token strategy. Um, you know, we we're going to need to see a few more token style cards before you can. I think fill a 75 card deck with a uh, consistent token strategy. I mean, do you though? Cause I mean, you get, I mean, token mage has already been a strat for a long time and token right. spell sword used to be the strategy. So, right. I mean, I know that it's not the most optimal ones, but even without newly revealed cards, I could probably cram 75 token themed cards from those three attributes in a deck right now. I feel like anyway, and that's without the new stuff. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I just, I maybe it's just that I am tired of playing against tokens and I want to build a three, <laughs> and I want to build a three color control. Deck. That's also <laughs> fair. That's also fair. Yeah. Um, the long afternoon asks, are all the blessings given to you as zero cost cards? Uh, they are not. That was a, there was some confusion on the podcast earlier on the 
stream stream yeah that's a stream earlier today um that that's how it worked but they do not actually work like yeah that. they they all say uh what they do and they're presented as like a zero cost card but it's really yeah. just like the art and the text um i suspect it essentially just functions the way that barbus does like when you play this card if you yeah. have played uh the regular version and you have not played exalt three you have to choose which effect you want so yeah. you would play this card those three effects would come on screen you select the one that you want and then it goes off right, right? so that's likely what those were for let's take a second too like i i i think the three color frame is gorgeous like i always thought the two color frame looked good i think the three color frame looks beautiful and the new addition of the um attribute symbol on the upper left underneath the casting cost i think looks great on the cards yeah i think it calls more attention to the attribute because it used to be in the bottom right um yeah. but it has moved and i kind of like it up there and you'll notice as we go through some of the other cards that were previewed um actually let's just go ahead and shift to the next one because yeah. uh, we're talking about exalt anyway so yeah. uh vivic city pilgrim is next up and again you'll see the attribute is now in the upper left even on the single attribute cards um yes this one not as flashy as the tricolor unique legend but you would imagine that to be the case this is just a right. nice you know in my opinion it's a nice quality common card um two, yeah two. I, think this, I think this card is actually really strong yeah it's a it's a two two for two that has drain and it has exalt three of plus two plus two so yes. uh it's a common and that stands right. out to me because i think this card the stats aren't like super great but the drain is helpful and i think this card has yeah. the potential to be really strong in arena i agree i totally agree this card's good in arena i mean i think exalt of all the keywords that have been revealed i think that exalt is probably like in a vacuum the strongest of the keywords for arena play i mean it certainly provides flexibility since we're talking about Arena, it's probably worth noting that with yes. uh, with the new set, when you draft for Arena, you can draft three yeah. colors in Arena. When you're presented yes. your class to choose at the beginning, uh, you'll still be given three choices. At least one of them will be guaranteed to be a tricolor choice, and then the yes. other two are still uh random choices from all the other classes so the other two could right. still be two color or you could be presented theoretically with three tricolor choices but right. you will have the option to draft tricolor in arena when the new set comes out yes yeah this is this is going to be exciting right like <clears throat> playing three color in arena i think is going to be a lot of fun i'm a huge arena fan as it is and just switching things up is going to be fascinating I mean, I really liked the Chaos Arenas where you could wabajack five of your picks, and this just takes that to a whole other level of, like, new interactions. Yeah. So it was mentioned in chat, and I think that's a good thing to highlight, that Exalt is a mechanic, right? So this is not going to be something that you get from Mundus Stone, for example. This is just like Pilfer or Last Gasp. This is yeah. more uh, like an ability word than a keyword. Uh, so it's good to keep that in mind. Anasi won't steal Exalt buffs um so that's that's good so this is again it's not flashy but it's i think just a good quality common and it shows off the exalt mechanic nicely and it's the vivic city pilgrim yes but you know this is a set not just of commons this is a set of gods right so if we're going to talk yeah. about vivic city pilgrim i guess maybe we should talk about vivic himself look at that it's got a pretty pretty legit to have a city named after you <laughs> right yeah. Oh, 
So Vivek is a unique willpower legend. It is a 5-5 five, five for 5. It yes. also has Exalt 3 of plus 5, plus 5. So yeah. uh, for 8, you get a 10-10 worth of stats. But yes. on top of that, it says... While you have an exalted creature in play, and an exalted creature is any creature that you've played the exalt cost for. It doesn't have to be this one. Right. While right. you have an exalted creature in play, you can't lose the game. No. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, this is a fascinating creature, right? Absolutely fascinating. Um, first of all, you can play it as a 8 Magicka 10-10, which is pretty pretty goddamn good. But that text, you can't lose the game, right? Like Platinum Angel in, you know, niche places sees playing magic in every format, right? For, you know, for different reasons. But um, yeah. Vivek has some pretty unique text. <clears throat> it's the kind of card that is going to randomly cause you to lose the game, like, one time before you like, well, I should probably put a silence effect or something like that in my deck to deal with a 10-10 creature so that I can actually win the game. This is a really, really cool card. Um, depending on the power level of their exalted creatures, it may just be an auto-include um, in decks that can support not having it exalted and laying it down um, as on turn 5 to keep yourself from losing to a fast aggro deck. But I think this is really cool. Yeah, so I think this card is interesting because... It triggers off of other creatures with yeah. Exalted. So even if you, you know, yes. if something goes horribly wrong and somebody has right. like an amazing draw on you, you could potentially play this on like turn six or seven or something if you've played something else Exalted yeah. and just buy yourself time, right? Right. Um, uh, I think that the reason that some of the capitalization and stuff like that is off in these cards is I, I heard once before that uh, these preview cards are not actually made in the in-game client. They are made some other way. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah. They, they, these are just entered in by interns or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, you'll notice with some of the other stuff that we'll show later that there will be like unique legends that will show like you have three copies of it or whatever. Um, right, the, right. The real right. thing is, is that the card images themselves are actually generated dynamically by the game client when you play. So there's right. not like a static image unless you go in and you like render these in Photoshop or something, basically. Right. Normally in the game client, these images are like, I, I forget how many, but they're a compilation of different layers stacked on top of each other that just exist independently. Right. But yeah, this is, this is a, I mean, and some absolutely gorgeous artwork too. Let's take a second to appreciate just how incredible Vivek looks here. Yeah, I... I think Zenyatta here looks amazing. This card's graphics actually are higher quality than Morrowind is. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like hundreds or thousands of other people, I'm sure today, I was like, I should probably play Morrowind. <laughs> and I was looking through some stuff, and I was like, wow, technology has come a long way. Yeah, you know, we've had like uh, Skyrim Remastered a billion times. Can we get some Morrowind love? I would actually play Morrowind Remastered again. I went so far as to search out the those projects of dudes who are trying to remake Morrowind in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh speaking of, you know, Exalt and you know, basically the uh the tricolors of intelligence, endurance, willpower. Um Exalt yes. is not the only new thing coming. And so staying in this house, right? But yes. showing off a new mechanic. Yes. We have the Knight of Genesis. 
Yes. Which is the only acceptable way to pronounce this going forward. The Knight yes. of Genesis. I searched on YouTube for how to pronounce this word, actually. <laughs> I, that does not surprise me. <laughs> so the Knight of Nisus. Yes. Uh, this is a endurance card. It is a three cost two three with rally, which is a new keyword. So it is our understanding that Mundestone and other effects will potentially be able to grant this. This is a keyword rally. That's uh, awesome. Also, also a chain of fast food restaurants in California. Yeah. So rally is a mechanic that says when this creature attacks, a random creature in your hand gets plus one plus one. Yes. But the knight doesn't just stop as a 2-3 with rally. No, no. no. On summon, you put a 2-2 Colovian trooper with guard into your hand. So even if you have no other creatures in hand, uh, the summon on this means that you're going to get some value if this guy gets the rally off. Yeah, this, this is a tremendous amount of value on a 3 Magicka creature, right? Like, it, you know, and I guess coming from Endurance, we shouldn't be that surprised they get to put a ton of value in their creatures all the time. But, I mean, the 2-2 two, two in hand, like, even without Rally, this would be a fair price for this effect. The su Just the summon effect. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. A 2-3 is pretty underwhelming for 3. Because, so the, here's the interesting thing about this card. I, I have no doubt that the Rally effect is going to prove to be powerful. Um, Justin and I had a wonderful back and forth on Twitter. Like, I oh, knew, yeah, when I saw Rally, I knew this was going to happen. Justin goes, wow, Rally's really uh, powerful, and I can't wait to see how this goes. And I went, I can't wait to make Justin hate Rally, because it's only going to buff all the charge creatures I play. And at some point, he'll say, I hate you, Charmer. Yeah, it's um, going really, to be really exciting when I turn on Rally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think the Rally effect is really strong. But the, and the interesting yeah. thing about the design of this card is that um, Rally, to me, seems like a mechanic that is going to favor like mid-range and aggressive strategies because you want to be attacking right so yep. you, it's not a, a strategy where you're likely sitting back right and if you're this... wanting to be aggressive and or attacking a two three for three for future value at least on the surface right now doesn't seem to be worth offsetting the immediate value that pressure would provide so like when i compare this to say like young mammoth young mammoth right. to me in like an aggressive or mid-range strategy feels um better but again like i know the rally effect is powerful i just wonder how the stat trade-off is going to benefit this is one of those things that i think is going to be really interesting to see how it plays out especially if you've played direwolf's other game eternal yeah you say it feels better but i think it feels less interesting which is why <laughs> i'm on, which is why i'm on board with this card <laughs> i mean i'll be honest i just like the idea of playing unnaturally strong creatures from my hand that uh you know you wouldn't expect I think it's exciting. I mean, I, I, it's hard to articulate why exactly this mechanic appeals to me. Uh, because you're right, it does encourage attacking. And, I mean, even though every once in a while I break out the pilfer deck for the lulls, like, I try to win the game without attacking if possible. <laughs> yeah. I think that the reason that you are personally drawn to this is because I think that it's going to be best to use as attacking. But if you use these creatures to trade while also buffing up, like, guards or things with drain in your hand... Yeah. Um, I could see some value there. I'm curious to see what other, you know, creatures yeah. get rally and in what attributes they get it. Because well, being able to buff up something like a... Moonlight Werebat, for example. Well, this is a the Knight of Nisus is a House Ridoran card, right? Which is strength, willpower, and endurance. So red, yellow, and purple. Yeah. 
those are the colors that are going to have access to rally. Um, so you're going to, as far as charge creatures goes, you're going to be limited to strength creatures. Um, but I, I, I like the fact, like, I think strength has some strong guard creatures. I think that willpower and endurance have some really strong guard creatures. I, I think maybe you try to shove this into the East Empire crafter deck that never existed. <laughs> so, so the because, I mean, buffing creatures in your hand with rally has a, a synergistic effect with East Empire crafter. So the reason that I think that Rally is a little bit uh, good is because of things like Drain and Unstoppable Rage, because it's in that house, right? But I also am I'm, I'm hesitant because it's not directly... Like, if you've played Direwolf Digital's other game, Eternal, there's an ability called Warcry uh, that's very similar, but Warcry affects things in your deck. So, like, right. you get the value out of Warcry... Even if you have no creatures in hand, and this right. is very specifically hand, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I this is interesting because there's a lot of I think nuance to it, and I'm really excited to try it out. I see some people in chat asking, "Are we sure that this is a keyword versus uh, an ability word?" It is currently my understanding that it is a keyword because it functions the same way every time. Um, it is not like you know, rally and then do an effect like, say, Pilfer is. Like, it's just rally is always when this attacks, it does the plus one, plus one to a random card. Um, right. And I'm 99% certain, but I guess I can look it up here while we uh, chat, that that was the way that it was listed in the article as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dumpster just uh, said that that is also what they said in the article, which was my understanding. So, yes, it does seem to be a new keyword. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting one. I, I like it quite a bit. So, before we continue with the cards, maybe we should recap real quick the th the five houses we're getting, right? Because there are ten possible combinations of three colors, and we're only getting five in this set. Which, of course, you know, set, you know, hints that we'll get the other five someday. But uh, the color combinations we're getting are House Red Orin, which has Rally as its as its keyword. That is Strength, Willpower, and Endurance. Red, Purple, and Yellow. Um, the Vivek cards that we looked at earlier are from the Tribunal Temple, which is uh, another one of the three color classes. And that is blue, purple, and yellow. Um, strong control colors, I guess, if you will. And where are we going next? Um, I know there is a house in New Orleans. I think it's called the Rising Sun. I started singing the song in my head. <laughs> do, you, do you know how long I've been waiting to spring that on you? I thought about that at like 3.30 this afternoon. That's pretty good, dude. It's been the ruin um, of many a poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, real, real, quick, real quick, who sings that song? What's the animals, man? I'm glad you said the animals because I feel like more people think the doors sing that song than, than know that the animals sing that song. No, man, the animals. That's the best version, too. I agree. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dagath, right? You want to? Yeah, let's move on to Dagath. This is House Dagath. And House Dagath is uh, strength, intelligence, agility that is red, blue, and green. And Dagath is interesting as the only one without like a consistent new mechanic, like a uh, keyword or ability word. Um, they have a theme that a lot of their cards play off yeah. on. We're almost uh, to that one. We'll get there. Uh, apparently it's called Dagoth. Fighter of the Night Goth. 
Oh. <laughs> but not friend to everyone. <laughs> All right. Yeah, where are we going next, man? You're in, I, I, I'm in the backseat all the time. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. You started the house thing. I figured you were taking the... Oh, yeah. I know, okay. I, know what, I know what order the cards are in, so... Right, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> and then we have House Telvani. These are the spellcasting guys, and so naturally, their new ability word appears on spells. Um, uh, they are intelligence, agility, endurance that is green, purple, and blue. And uh, yeah, that's that's all of them. Yeah. Oh, and House Halalu. Oh, which, yeah. Like, yeah, uh, I bet. Here. That's actually our next card. So we can talk about uh, the the other new mechanic. Now, this is a mechanic. This is a, more like an ability word, again, like Pilfer. Right. right. Um, but they get this new thing called Plot. Yeah, Plot's cool. Plot uh, is our plot is gonna, our abilities that trigger um, when you play the card with Plot after you've already played at least one other card in a turn, right? So this is kind of like combo in uh, Hearthstone. Um, but like here, you, what you get off your plot, for your plot value, for your plot uh, investment, is a discounted sharp, uh, discounted um, Earthbone Spinner. Uh, with, a, I would argue, a stronger stat line. I think 2-3 is probably more valuable than 3-2. Yeah, so for the audio people, uh, we're currently showing a new card. This is Halalu uh, Sharpshooter. I'm probably slaughtering the pronunciation. Um, this is a 3-cost 2-3, but it has plot of silence a creature, then deal 1 damage to it. So just like Justin said, uh, yeah. it's a 3-cost 2-3, but if you've played at least one other card this turn... Yeah. Um, you get the really good Earthbone Spinner effect at a, at a discount. Yes. Yeah, this is a really exciting card. Um, I, look, I, 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 in the past, there, there was a time, actually, when um, the 2 Magicka 2-2 two, two, uh, Fabricant came out uh, in Clockwork City, the red one that silences something if you control a neutral card, where I st started to wonder about saturation of silence effects in red. Um I mean, obviously, that card doesn't see any play. Even in decks that could support it, it's not any good. But what I like about um, the Halalu, Sharp, uh, Halalu Sharpshooter here is that the setup required, right, requires you to make some interesting deck-building decisions. You know, like, obviously, you're going to probably run Rapid Shot in any deck you run this in. But I, I think that um, you don't run this and uh, other red silence effects in the same deck necessarily, right? So like this gives you know, this gives you an uh, you know that sort of deck building decision making that I love about legends where you think to yourself which do I support more if I want a silence effect in my strength running deck do I run earthbone spinner or do I run lalu uh, sharpshooter I mean this is exactly the sort of deck building like questions that I love to to play with so one of the things I find interesting about this is when I first saw it, I thought, okay, this naturally goes in like Archer where I'm running curses, right? In the curse package. Absolutely. But, but it kind of doesn't unless you are cursing a different target because it's going right. to silence the curse rate off whatever you target with this. Right. So then I started transitioning to, you know, there was a time some time ago, but there was a time when Lesser Ward actually saw quite a bit of play. Um, and yeah. I know it's been slowly making a comeback as people have been playing some more mid-range battle mage and so forth. Right. Um, lesser Lesser Ward is a nice cheap zero-cost card that you could play to make sure that you get this at a decent discount. Absolutely. 
I mean, like, look, why not both, right? Just because this is a Halalu sharpshooter doesn't mean you can't run this in-house Dagoth decks, <laughs> right? So run a deck with uh, Murkwater, uh, I'm sorry, Goblin Skulk, Curses and Lust Rewards, if you don't mind super inconsistent uh, pulls, and uh, run a bunch of plot cards alongside it. I mean, like, there are a million deck-building opportunities here. This is super exciting. Yeah. But plot's not the only new mechanic that we got to see. No, it is not. It is definitely not. There is also Betray. And Betray Betray. is very interesting to me. Yeah, what do you think about Betray? uh, Right now we are previewing a card. This is a four-cost agility action called Drain Blood. And it says, give a creature minus two minus two. So it's like Malefic uh, Wreath that costs one more. But it has Betray. And the way that Betray works is when you play the card, you can choose to sacrifice one of your own creatures right. to do the effect again. Mm-hmm. Now, that is really, really cool. This almost reminds me of like a reined-in version of Storm from Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I can see that. Um, there actually is a Magic... Um keyword called oh what of it it was from one of the tarkir sets that does exactly this <laughs> uh but yeah uh, i i think this is a super fun card i love this I yeah love this card. i am really excited for this for a number of reasons so this is this is in agility so naturally you're thinking okay i can totally run this in last gasp oriented decks um as somebody who loathes Balmora Spymaster and I hate any scenario where I think it might be playable uh this yep. card in some sort of assassin control or tricolor you know like Dagath uh control yes. makes Balmora Spymaster look really appealing you know you you play it early oh, when you've got an empty board and then suddenly you're yes. nuking two creatures and you get something out of it like this is right. this is really strong there's and not just beyond last gas but think about all of the um you know, other cards that don't see play, but like could see play because you just needed a body that was inconsequential. Yeah. Um, this, this mechanic works just as well with last gasp effects as it works with summon effects. Yeah. Recy- well, re- recycling the body after you've gotten the value. You know, I was thinking of like those spider workers, you know, like if you run, oh, if yeah. you do run a neutral heavy deck and you make like mechanical ally trigger, uh, yes. You get to draw a card from the L1, and then this just feeds it. Uh, this is yeah. a great. This is a great way to punish your opponent for turning your stuff into sweet rolls. You get the <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, drain blood. I mean, on the surface, this was the least exciting of the new cards that was revealed. But like, I, this is also the card with I think the highest potential like upswing if you time it right. You you sacrifice the right creature. You can come out way ahead after playing a drain blood and effectively leveraging its power. Yeah. And so naturally, like with all of these cards, when you see this mechanic, you you start thinking, okay, what else has this mechanic, right? Um, Right. I'm really, really excited and curious to see what other effects have Betray and how we can leverage it. And or, what was going to say, what kind of creatures help feed it as well? Like, I'm curious about the other side. I mean, we see this, House Telvanni is where Betray exists. That's blue, green, and purple. Those are the three strongest Last Gasp colors. I mean, I think there actually might be more Last Gasp cards in Strength than in, in, uh, in Endurance. But Endurance has 
arguably the most, well, a couple of very powerful ones, let's put it like that, um, in Skeletal Dragon, uh, Haunting Spirit, and um, the 5-2 that gains you 5 life. Uh, but, like, um, fuck, dude, I forgot where I was going with that. I'm so excited I'm barely able to speak. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, since we're still talking about Dagoth, 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 um, yeah. let's visit the last leg of those attributes and hit intelligence and talk about the other mechanic, which doesn't have, like, a flashy word, but we're told right. is part of, like, oh, the theme. Real quick, I wanted to say about this, I was saying Telvani Colors. I need. I mean, I want. I need to see a action with uh, draw a card with betray. Well, of that course. would make this. That would make my life complete. Of course. So the last like uh, theme or mechanic um, is going to be displayed on this creature. This is a five cost three four intelligence creature called Ash Piercer, and this yes. says summon deal three damage to a creature if you have a yeah. creature with five power or more. So that's yeah. the theme. It's going to be a series of cards and effects that if you have a creature with five power or more, do yeah. something. Yeah, this is beautiful artwork. But do you think the card's any good? Uh, this is one of those, like, I reserve the right to change my mind based on how the other ones are revealed. But right yeah. now, I don't yeah. think there's enough to support it. I was saying on Twitter that it's a really good tempo play after yeah. you play Bleak Coast Troll, right? If your four drop is Bleak Coast and then you play this on five, this has that's the potential to be as good as like a Leaf Lurker in blue in that scenario. It's not yeah, as fair. good as a Leaf Lurker because it's not as aggressive in stats and it's not hard removal. But in right. a, let's say a class like Sorcerer where you don't have Leaf Lurker or something, maybe. Yeah. Um, but I just, yeah. I think you need more ways to trigger it to like to guarantee you're triggering it on turn five. Because right now it's like Bleak Coast Troll, um, Corrupted Shade. Both of those are Endurance. Technically the Black Dragon does, but that's a unique Legendary. Um, yeah. You know, Lumbering Ogrim will do it because that has a mighty seven power. But I just think you need yeah. some more consistent ways to like really make this ramp up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like tier... But I don't think there is a three-color class that you can run this in tier. <laughs> not, not yet. I not can't yet. wait. Yeah. I, I do think this this card is beautiful, though. I will say that. Yeah. I'm I'm really curious to see what the other effects are that are in this like leg. <laughs> Malibu Barbus, who we already know has a way with words, has called this Trash Piercer. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't stop laughing. I mean, that's... that's pretty fantastic i mean i'll say this and i know that this is usually meant as like a derogatory phrase but it could yeah. be really good in arena it could be it could be good. <laughs> it's usually like the death knell for a card if you ever hear anybody say this could yeah. be really good in arena that's like their polite way of saying won't yeah. see any constructed play whatsoever um i fortunately for house dagoth we have another Another card in that class. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost like yeah. uh, that that was named after somebody. Right. So there he is. There's Dagoth, Dagoth, blah, 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 you know, one of the Cthulhu yeah. Elder Gods <laughs> uh, himself. Yeah. Yes. So this is a tricolor <laughs> unique legendary. It costs yeah. 12 Magicka for yeah. an 8-8 body. But yeah. uh, take a deep breath now. Uh, has... Breakthrough, <laughs> charge, drain, guard, lethal, 
ward. Dude, this is everything I want in a fucking creature. <laughs> this Let is the biggest, dumbest creature I've ever seen, and I love every single thing about it. Do you want to know what I love most about this, Justin? I've what? been this. I've also been waiting to talk to you about this creature until right now. <laughs> I I am laying down the challenge, right? Yeah. yeah. I want you. Yeah. To get all of the benefit of this card, uh -huh. but on a illusory mimic. Oh, dude! I was already thinking about that earlier. <laughs> I was already planning on doing that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll I'll make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Dagoth's mimic is gonna be a thing. <laughs> I mean, look this. Okay, this is the obviously this is the first three color card any of us saw. If we read the article on the Legends website. By the way, shout out to the great new-looking Legends website. Um, if we looked at the Legends website this morning, uh, these colors, this card, the artwork, even the, like the symmetry of the text box, this is just beautiful. Like I, I don't give a shit about premium cards, although I stopped soul trapping them. But like because I learned there's a cap to how much, how many soul shards you can have. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I need this in premium as soon as possible. Yeah, this card, so if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, uh, go look up this card. This card is gorgeous yes. art, and it's one of those cards that you just know ahead of time is going to look absolutely oh, yeah. bonkers in premium. So, If I don't open a premium copy, I'm, I'm crafting it, because I'll be honest, this is the, the house, even though I, 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 I mean, I don't have any judgments about the five power mattering theme in this color combination yet because the one card we saw really depends on what kind of enablers we have for for the mechanic but this is the color combination i'm most drawn to almost entirely because of the visuals of this card <laughs> uh solid age our good friend aj from bethesda in chat does say yeah. that the premiums have also been stepped up quite a bit for this expansion so that yes. just raises the expectations even more i'm really excited absolutely that is awesome to hear i'm super excited to see that like i and look these cards come out in less than two weeks these cards come out the 29th and because of the way bethesda always releases things a day before I, they say they're going to probably the 28th yeah probably so yeah, yeah. it is it is worth mentioning as well uh, because you know people have mentioned it in chat and it is a funny funny meme um this card does have a creature type of god this card is a god and yes. reflective automaton is uh technically a god because this is a god and it's all creature types but it's also technically a mud crab so uh reflective automaton is your mud crab god our our lord and savior mud crab god he's also a beast because reflective automaton is a good boy he is a good boy mud crab god that's true yeah that guy's he's been promoted yeah yeah, this card is absolutely astoundingly beautiful. It, the power level is crazy fun, and I'm really looking forward to playing it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the ways to attempt to abuse it. <clears throat> because this card feels like it's almost too good to just be Tazcad 2.0, you know? I feel yeah. like there's going to be more to it, and I'm really excited to see how we can abuse it. Yeah. I do, I will say this, I'm also, I really like that it has Drain on it, because that alone says to me that while this is likely yeah. going to be used as some sort of finisher, it can be used as a stabilizer for control right. if you wanted to play control in this. I, to I totally agree. Drain being on this card, actually, I think is what makes it playable. Yeah. With all those other keywords, I don't think I'd play this. 
But with Drain, I think I would. Also, I feel like every time that somebody silences a god, we have to. We, somebody needs to say a Nietzsche quote. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's mandatory. Um, I don't know why, That's but it. every time I think of like uh, Reflective Automaton being a god, I just yeah. keep thinking of the Ghostbusters sequence in my head. Like, I feel <laughs> like somebody's asking Reflective Automaton if they're a god and. You know, yeah. you've got Bill Murray saying, if somebody asks you if you're a god, you yeah. say yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So so this was all the stuff that was, uh, you know, revealed right. today. But uh, right now we are, at least where I'm at in my time zone, we are 39 minutes away from midnight. And do you know what tomorrow is, Justin? Mm, I don't. What is tomorrow? Tomorrow happens to be St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, huh? Yeah, but I'm Talk. I'm not really a big St. Patrick's guy, so I thought yeah. maybe, yeah, uh, maybe we yeah. should celebrate a different saint. Oh, I, I like it. I like it. Um, so maybe maybe this guy, this this Saint Jewib. Saint Jewib, I I like the look of that guy. I like the cut of his Jewib. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I mean, he's got a he's got a fantastic cut like that. Yeah, this. This is That's just actually, begging, begging for somebody to Photoshop CVH's face on it. You heard this it This is actually first. what I look like without a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys don't know, this guy is actually who was teased. So this art yeah. may yeah. look familiar. Yeah. But but they're different. Why do we have it, two? That is strange. I, 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 I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to piece it together, but nothing's coming. Nothing doesn't know, make sense to it's, me. It's probably got something to do with, you know, just like St. Patrick's Day, this guy as a saint, you know, St. Patrick supposedly drove out all the snakes. Uh, oh. And did he, did he really? Yeah. And so this guy here, St. Jewab, I hear, drove out all of the cliff racers. So <laughs> I can appreciate um, that. I, I've I, lost far too many cliff racers. I think that we, I think that we should show them off. He's really impressive. Look, look at this guy. He is as cut and as like he yeah. his stats match this yeah. card. If you think that like this guy looks buff, his stats match it for sure. And Absolutely. yeah, let's see it. It's got to be at least an eight eight, maybe a nine nine. Oh wait, no, that sorry, that was technical difficulties. I meant, I meant here. Look at look at the stats on this guy. Oh man, look at that right there. Look at our friend Jewib. What a boss. Jewip here <laughs> is, is ripped. So if you are listening to the audio version, Jewib is a neutral, unique legend who costs one. But for the low, low price of one Magicka, you get a 1-1 yeah. in stats. That's solid. That's, That's solid. I mean, auto-include in every deck. That's Ungolim. Mean, he's in a lot of decks. That's Shadow Meme, the horse. Uh, That's true. So, this card does, however, have some text on it, and it says, Slay, change Jewib into Saint Jewib, Eradicator of the Winged Menace, which is my favorite new name for any card. Let me just throw that out there. I love that you go from Jewib to yeah. Saint Jewib, Eradicator of the Winged Menace. I mean... Fantastic. Yeah. What? I mean, that has to be the coolest title in the game. Yeah. And... St. Jewib yes. is all that fits on the actual card is here. So when he does change, and it is change, not transform, which is also pretty important to note. 
yes. it becomes a five cost five five neutral that has guard, yes. but it yes. can't be damaged or targeted by cliff racers, <laughs> right? Cliff hunters, yeah. and cliff striders. Striders. Sorry, I, I wanted to say like silencers, and I knew that was wrong. Yeah. I had to blow it up. So uh, silencers. So. Yeah. So this is interesting for a number of reasons. One, you get right. a one Magicka card that could potentially turn into a 5-5 five, five very, very quickly with right. guard and some extra uh, effects. But, Presumably because he slew something and he's a 1-1 one, one and he survived the encounter, he is going to be equipped with something that he'll also have a Saint to it. Maybe. Or maybe this is what makes Calm become meta. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I went there. Or, or you Grizzly Gourmet, and this guy eats a sweet roll, and he gets jacked oh on steroids. Holy crap. I actually would guess that... I mean, I, that actually seems like a pretty good play. Like, a really yeah, good play. I, Believe me, I've been thinking about all of the different ways yeah, to yeah. Uh, abuse us. Night Mother loves right. this guy. Turn yeah. one Jewib, turn two Night Mother. Oh, baby. Yeah, so, yeah this, is a, this is a real beast of a card, right? Yeah, so... Like, it, it also encourages you to run a lot more cards that enhance an existing card strength and toughness uh than we currently see in the meta yeah uh the crossbow also works yep. you can just yep. shoot something with one health so mm -hmm. what's interesting to me though is this card references two cards we have not seen so i'm right. really really excited to see what uh hunters right. and uh striders are and we're, i'm we're basically spoiling four cards right now <laughs> yeah and i'm really <laughs> interested because so this says can't be damaged or targeted by. Now we know cliff racers don't have any sort of targeting ability other than just attacking. So maybe that they, maybe gives us a hint as to what the other cards are as well. Right. You know, it's unfortunate though. I don't know if you heard. Have you, did you hear what happened to St. Jube? Like where he ended up? Do you know the story? <laughs> Turns I, out St. Saint, Jube, Saint he, uh, he had a weakness that was not covered by his, his rules text. He was an alcoholic and he died... <laughs> Drinking at the cliff bar. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> As somebody who eats cliff bars from time to time, that one that one's rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> This is an incredible card, right? The quest to transform Saint Jub Jub into Saint Jub on turn two is going to be an exciting opportunity for everyone who likes to do things a little weird in this game. I I mean, yeah, like I said, there's, a, I think, a lot of different ways you can do it. Some involve the ring, some do not. Like I said, Calm might just be, uh, you know, something yeah. that's included. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, heaven, heaven forbid somebody, like, played Jewib and right. somebody else starts with, like, the notorious, like, Nord Firebrand, Nord Firebrand, Steel Scimitar. Like they break a rune turn one, and then you, you yeah. get a prophecy that buffs this guy or something like the Spear of Embers or. Oh, that'd be great. Um, yeah. Just I can think of all sorts of different weird ways where you can get this slay off. But I mean, you're right. I think that the, it's going to be a game in and of itself to try to get this guy to trigger, and it. I'm going to have a lot yeah. of fun trying to do it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's another tool, like, I mean, as far as, like, obvious shoe-ins with existing cards, I mean, look, we've seen, like, six or seven cards out of 149 new ones, so it's, it's tough to say exactly what, or even anything remotely close to exactly what we'll be doing with this, but as far as existing archetypes that you could slot this dude into, uh, item battle mage. Yeah, I mean, items, items seem good. 
uh, yeah. wards seem good, right? So being able yep. to turn one him and then like turn two ward crafter and kill something with one health. Yeah. Um, yeah, this card is really cool, really interesting. You flip him anytime, you transform him anytime in the first five turns. Incredible value. So I'm I'm gonna lay down the real challenge for you, Justin. I think flipping him turn two's pretty doable. However, yeah, I agree. however, the three turn sequence that I'm most interested in seeing is yeah. a turn one Jewab, turn yeah. two transform him, turn three yes. desperate conjuring for a seven drop. Ooh. Because his cost does change yeah. to a five. That is true. So you get to swing with your guy on yeah. turn two. Yeah. And How then. Is Spider Daedra a 7 drop or a 9 drop? <laughs> uh, that one's a 9 drop. But there's 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 plenty of good stuff at 7, like Bone Colossus or whatever yeah, new Bone cards Colossus. we get revealed. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this card is really cool. And, and even if it doesn't end up in a competitive deck, although I, I kind of honestly believe it will, uh, I'm looking forward to playing this. Yeah, I... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about uh, like the competitive thing or not. I will say this, though. Part of me really hopes that there's a title associated with this card and specifically like it killing 10 cliff racers or something. Oh, that would be great. Please, you know? Oh my god, please let that title be Eradicator of the Winged Menace. That's what I was about to say. It better be Eradicator of the Winged Menace. Because that's an instant equip and not take off for a long time. Oh my god, hell yeah. Oh... Yeah, and I know I mentioned it in passing, but we did uh, get confirmation there will be more card backs coming as well. Yeah. Um, Lots of Some will be to purchase, some will be that you have to do things like win a number of games with one of the new houses. Yes. Uh, there was one that they said is going to be tied to achieving the legend rank. Uh, yes. Our, our cries and our feedback have all been listened to and answered, and card backs are coming, so... Uh, yep. they, they on the Bethesda stream they previewed one that looked uh, really really nice and I look forward yeah. to seeing what the other ones are absolutely yeah this is great so I'm going to just show off that last thing that we weren't supposed to show real quick oh the is this the excel sheet you meant to show earlier yeah this is the one with the, the full roadmap and the... okay yeah. uh, and hey our faces are back okay sweet sweet <laughs> Oh, Good so yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of sweet mechanics. Uh, I oh, think there yeah. are some interesting cards that we've seen. I'm really excited about just all, like I said, all the things with legends in general. Like when you think about like the last two weeks ish, right? Last month, let's say like last month in the last month, we've got uh, one of the, you know, best guys and awesome content creators became our community manager for the game. Uh, we right. got announcements about support for a competitive scene, and then that yes. even had more announcements followed up as they listened to uh, mm -hmm. feedback. We've got yes. uh, announcements for a new pack expansion that is now like two weeks away. We've right. got cardbacks coming, uh, a new website that looks and loads much cleaner, and on top of that, we've been told like art and other cool things are coming. We know yes. that there's going to be a sweet meetup at PAX East. Uh, because the guys at Bethesda have posted about it a few times now, and they were taking RSVPs. So if you guys yeah, you are know, going I, to PAX East... I heard about that. That sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So, like, right now, you know, for 
for a game that not too long ago everyone thought was like dying in a side project like i don't know what else they can do to tell you that the game is loved and supported and it's like a mm -hmm. great time um oh yeah uh, shinara mentions this in chat uh there's going to be new decks that are purchasable just like with heroes of skyrim that was confirmed during the bethesda stream today as well um yeah. just just a great time so um, i mean yeah I remember when they announced they were hiring CVH. I think I said something like, "Today is the best day to be a Legends player yet." Right? Uh, I would, I would argue today, now new best day to be a Legends player in history. Yeah, potentially. I mean, I mean, it's all coming up perfectly, right? Like, the game is is <laughs> it's all coming up, Millhouse. I was gonna say that, man, but I didn't know what people <laughs> know what I was talking about. I was literally gonna say, in fact short side note like i almost said that to this like 60 year old client i was talking to a couple days ago <laughs> and I, I was i got out it's all coming up and i stopped myself and i was like justin <laughs> what the fuck are you doing <laughs> i was like it's all coming up aces he's like yeah <laughs> but anyway uh th this is a super exciting time to be a legends player everything is evolving everything is growing um there's never been a better time to play this game Uh, so Shinara asks, I think that now is a good time to pivot to the Q&A portion, right? We're about an hour in, and we talked about a lot, of, a lot of the announcements, so we can... Dude, hold on. Fastest hour we've ever done. Yeah, I know. Fastest. <laughs> like, I feel like... I, and we started on time. And we started on time, but I mean, there's so much yeah. to talk about. So Shinara says, wait, does this mean Jub can't be damaged by the Mud Crab God, a.k.a. Reflective Automaton? Um, oh, yeah. And I, I don't would, think that's how I would works. say that's not how it's going to work because I think this references the card name because Cliff yeah. Racer it mentions by name but Cliff Racer itself is like just a beast and I don't think they're going to change the creature type so I think right. this is specifically like it's not like uh, Delphine which is just like arbitrarily dragons Delphine can't be damaged by automaton but uh, Mud, hey, Crab, Mud Crab God is uh, still able to take out Jub because it's a god. Uh, Maricon, if you're still in chat, uh, what's the status on the creation of a Clifford Still racer? <laughs> I hope hopefully that you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, I just hope that one of those new cards that was teased is uh, a giant red creature uh, that is a Clifford the Big Red Dog racer. Oh, that'd be pretty nice, too. That'd be pretty nice, too. But uh, so Card Counter Chris, a.k.a. used to be Harrison, if you guys don't recognize the name awesome dude yeah. uh he says 150 cards ain't much but i love how they're changing deck building it adds a ton of mileage to the expansion and yeah, i think that the deck building changes are are great for just adding variation and a, oh, yeah. a lot of cool things like i'm like here's what was cool about today's uh, announcement and the expansion in general not only was I thinking about deck building opportunities, but I also immediately started thinking about like, you know, what does it do for arena? What does it do for chaos arena? What kind of gauntlets are we going to get? Like all of our other game modes are going to benefit from these new like rule bending experiences as well. Yeah. I mean, this changes everything. And it's also not the kind of change you can dial back either. Right. This isn't like, <clears throat> like I, it would not terribly shock me if we never saw another card that gave a shit about werewolf tribal. Okay, that would not surprise me. But the change to the ability to build three-color decks, that changes every expansion that is ever going to be released, even if no new three-color cards are released, although I assume that more will be in future sets. Uh, 
the, the, because the opportunity is always going to be there. So now you have to consider how three different colors interact every time you're thinking about combos, about building anything. I mean, this this is a the biggest change I've seen in a digital C TCG ever or CCG ever. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly going to affect things. I am personally really curious to see what this does for round two of the championship series qualifiers because these cards will be live at the start of the second round of qualifiers right that's true that's true speaking of that tournament are you excited about watching it um no because if i'm watching it it means i was disqualified i didn't know if we could talk about that yet <laughs> I, I don't know either, but okay. I mean, I signed up for it. I guess I can say that, right? Like I signed up for it. Yeah, there you go. Me too. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, we want to hear from you in chat. You know, what, uh, what are you guys excited about? Right. What, uh, what questions do you have? What, you know, what more do you want to see? Right. What's on your mind? Talk, let's, let's hear about, your thoughts, your questions, because this is this is a huge change. This is a really exciting time. Coward counter Chris comes in with the nope. Next topic. I mean, fair enough. So, did you hear about that Mueller subpoena? Yeah, for the records at the Trump administration. <laughs> or his, his, his no, no, no. Let's go back to legends. This is a dumb idea, Chris. Wait, wait. McCabe got fucking fired today. Well. Yeah, I mean, who didn't? Two days before he was going to retire. Listen, dude, I don't, I don't even work for that organization, and I got fired. So, what? You work for the government? <laughs> yeah, but the state government. I do, I do interact with the IRS a lot, though. Potato state tato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, one of the questions is: Does Juob need to survive to change into the five-five? Um, that is a great question, and I hope Maricana is still in to answer because the question that I had asked uh, and I didn't get feedback when we were given the card to reveal was yeah. I know that if he survives, he clearly changes into the five, five. Yes. But what I don't know is if he slays something, but still dies, does he go to the grave as a five, five? Like, does he change and then enter the grave for like reanimation effects? That part I'm unsure of. So I, yeah. um, I, I'm hoping Americans here and can provide some clarification on the exact nuance, but we do not know for sure at the moment. Yeah. Um, do, 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 do. Have we heard about the Vivek versus Balgraf smackdown? Yeah, you don't win with Balgraf if your opponent has a Vivek and uh, an exalted creature on the board. Yeah, because all Jarl says is you win the game, and Vivek says you can't. So one right. just keeps trying to win, and the other says no. And until the one stops saying no, you don't win. Yeah. Um, let's talk about artifact. Let's not. Let's talk about legends. <laughs> legends is fucking awesome. <laughs> I, no, I'll say something about artifact. God damn it! No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Um, yeah. I had a thought today that was really depressing. I went over to the artifact subreddit. I read through the posts. They've been basically the same since the news came out about artifact. But I had a really yeah. depressing thought today, which was just based on lurking in that subreddit right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I even want to stream or make content for it because I already dislike the community that much. I really? it made yeah it made me so thankful that the Legends community is what it is, and this yeah. isn't me just like 
this isn't me just saying it because we're doing a Legends podcast or whatever, but, like, right now, like, I get it. A lot of them are coming from Dota, and they're not used to card games or whatever, but, like, it just made me really appreciate the community that we have because that subreddit right now is, like, a hot garbage fire. Like, it is, yeah. it is a trash can that somebody needs to call the fire department on, so... I can appreciate that. Um, the Legends community has been super fantastic. And the positivity the last couple of days with all the announcements and stuff after CVH started has been super cool and fun to be a part of, I will say that. Um, let's see here. What do we got? What's the first mechanic here to try to build around on launch day? Well, I mean, we're six cards into 150 new cards, so it's kind of hard to say. But it's going to be a three-color deck for me, and it'll probably be one that plays Dagother. What about you? It's probably going to be Betray. It's going to be Betray yeah. or Rally, depending on what other cards we see. But based on what we've seen today, it would be Betray. Um, yeah. Because I almost always instinctively try to make Assassin control work. I don't know why. It's just my thing. Um, yeah. But, like, if, if we get enough good Rally stuff, then you can you can bet your ass there's going to be a, a version of Time to Fight that runs Rally. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know no new prophecies have been revealed. Worth pointing out. Um, Prophecy Dagoth decks. Control Mage with Swolter. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I did think about what I would put if I jammed Prophecy Assassin into Prophecy Battle Mage. <laughs> I had that thought today. Um, I'm ex uh, Redbeard84 writes, I'm hyped about Betray, Charmer, and Justin. I came in late with mechanics. You hyped about... I mean, frankly, I, in my opinion, all of the... Each of the five new houses uh, mechanics seem exciting to me i'm least hyped about the house dagoth mechanic that five power matters but i'm super hyped about that color combination so it all kind of balances out for me yeah i mean betray looks sweet rally looks sweet if if uh you know maricon i we i mean we we strongly believe rally is a keyword but it'd be great if you could just hard confirm that for us the art article calls it a keyword and it certainly has the same consistent effect regardless so yep. I guess we want to know, is Rally officially a keyword, and does that mean it can be granted by things like Mundestone and Royal Sage? Because right. if it is truly our first new keyword since Corset, then that will probably be what I'm most excited about, and I will want to abuse it. That's um, true. Socially Awesome Turtle writes, uh, Okay, question. Can you use class cards like Assassin and Battle Mage specific cards in three-color decks? Yes, yes you, can. you can. You just have to have a 75-card deck. Holy um, shit, I just got a Twitch drop for three free arena tickets. Hey, there you go. That's three free tricolor arenas with the new expansion. Oh, 100%. Chris asks, do you think 75 cards make Singleton worse or better because you can take the best cards from three attributes? Hmm. Um, I, personally, I, and I, I, I know we talked touched on this earlier, my opinion is that I think I don't think the decision would have been made to allow three color decks to be and require them to be seventy five cards instead of fifty would have been made without considerations for the influence that variants would have on diminishing power level. And I think that it's balanced out by increased synergies that are available in three color decks and they must be roughly equivalent if this made it through testing. Yeah. So basically my answer is the same answer from just the tricolor decks in general, which is it's gonna, in my opinion, largely depend on the power level of the house cards right not the class cards but the house cards if the house yeah. cards are really strong and they warrant um you know being played at least on some level 
and you can basically say like, okay, I'm going to run singleton, but I get to go with like the best of three attributes and all of the intermingling classes because of those attributes, right? So, yeah. um, and then on top of that, the the house cards, like maybe, but I, I don't think we have enough info to like really make a judgment there. It'll be something right. to keep an eye on. Yeah, I think the increased deck size is probably a fair penalty for running three attributes together in general. Uh... Somebody asks if Juob has a scar, and they say amazing freaking artwork, but I'm sad about no blind eye big scar. So the first one, he hasn't like become a badass, and the second one, right. he's in the process of eradicating the menace, so I would like to think that this is just before he gets said scar. Right, that's where he found religion. That's why he's a saint now. Yeah. Also, the eradicator of the winged menace. <laughs> that's such a fucking legit title, dude. I know, it really is. Uh, Flopper Daniel says, Artifact will have 10k viewers on day one or so. <clears throat> yeah, popularity doesn't necessarily betray uh, quality. Well, one, like, in case you haven't figured it out by now, like, I'm not, I'm not doing this for uh, viewers. I do it because it's fun. And two... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I might have 10k viewers, but that means I'll be on, like, page four. <laughs> I Nobody nobody likes me, like, I get 50% of the people in this community to like me. You think I'm going to get strangers to like me? Yeah, right. Yeah. I think the only people who, like, I think people are ambivalent towards me or like me for the most part, and the people who don't like me are people who don't like me because other people like me. Just just keeping it on under, because I'm super non-offensive. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Nerazuri, I'm excited to play aggro 50 card decks and beat everyone, which is exactly what I put on Twitter after yeah. uh, the reveal. Um, I tweeted, cool. I tweeted today, "Hey, we're about to get a brand new expansion. I can't wait to play against Prophecy Battle Mage on April 1st." Yeah, no, I mean, like, I, I expect that to happen to some extent, but I don't think most people feel that way. I think most people are going to be excited about trying new stuff, and uh, I think the first couple weeks of a new of a new set are the best time possible to play the game um do you charmer do you think 75 cards make singleton worse <laughs> oh we already answered yeah. that uh yeah we're down uh, to uh did they say if there will be non-unique house cards oh and uh, they hinted strongly at it during the bethesda stream today and aj said there are some that are as low cost as uh two even yeah Chief Kush one, Chef Kush one is excited about red, blue, green market decks. Uh, I'm concerned that 75 cards is a lot of cards to dig through to find a market, and you usually want two of those. Um, I mean maybe, but in those in those attributes, you get cool tutor effects like treasure map on Eldora or Ratway Prospector, and if markets your only support. That's fair. Who am I kidding? That doesn't sound very good at all. But still, the possibility. Yeah. yeah. Why play a pro Yum Yum wants to know why play a prophecy deck with fifty cards when you can play a prophecy deck with seventy-five cards. Exactly. You just showed a unique legendary that costs one and isn't tied to houses. Yeah. Well, if when uh, Shadow Mirror came out, we weren't doing the podcast. But if we had been, it seems like the kind of card they would have given us to preview. <laughs> To be honest, I'm kind of surprised that St. Juob doesn't banish Cliff Racers because we're the banished boys. 
That's true, actually. We it doesn't have a banish effect. That's interesting. Yeah. God always beats Yarl. Yeah, the only the only thing uh, God always beats Yarl, but the only thing that always beats God is Mayik. Yeah, and also Nietzsche. Where where is my Mayik? Hmm. Yeah, this one is interested in that card. Do you know what happens when facing a direct attack with Exalted Vivek on board? Uh, are you? Does the attack negate it, or are you left with one life? I don't know what happens. Card counter crest. Time for Justin to make a 100 card singleton mono red deck on a ladder. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> you know, that's that's actually a good question about the Vivek thing, though. Like, I wonder if you just sit yeah. at, like, negative 13 health, and then when Vivek dies, you die, and I wonder if you have to heal from zero or heal from negative. I mean, that's how, uh, that's how Platinum Angel works in Magic. Right. That's why I'm I'm wondering. Because isn't there that title for, like, win at negative health that normally you have to do oh, at uh, right. Afflicted Elite, but that could be a new... Right. Yeah be a new that avenue makes, that makes sense yeah it's good times hmm yeah that would make stuff like the rune restoring effects like that much more powerful like if you could go to like negative 30 and then just go whoops i i got a rune back and i'm at like you know five or ten health or whatever yeah, that's an interesting idea. I don't know, that's one I need to think about and obviously get some clarification for. Hmm. Ah, Dumpster says that in the Dark Brotherhood storyline, the prison mission lets the enemy go to negative 999 if you haven't met the requirements. Nice. Yeah. You can't wait to win at negative 200 against the AI. When I was uh, recording a video with Mono... Or, with mono neutral singleton i tested it against the ai it's the first time i've played against the ai in a while and i lost one of the two games i played against the ai <laughs> oh now here's a good question uh what current underplayed or non-played card do you think makes a resurgence with three colored decks Ooh, that's a, that is a good question nord firebrand um, yeah okay <laughs> um Lesser played cards. Well, depending on the power level of Betray, I think you're going to see a lot more Last Gasp cards played um, that are high, you know, relatively high power level, but just don't see play in any existing archetypes very consistently. I mean, uh, because... go ahead. I was going to say, if Rally can be granted by Mundustone, as much as I hate to say it, you might see a lot more Mundustone. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I'm not saying it's um, good, but you can expect to see it. People will do it. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Uh, what else? Uh, I would expect to see a lot more, uh, even though it's, you know, in every deck that can play it, almost. I would expect to see more Thorn Hist Mage. <laughs> because uh, any, color any of the new color combinations that can play Thorn Hist Mage will play Thorn Hist Mage. Um... What else? I'm just going through cards right now. See what I see. Yeah, I'm trying to think about... So, like, ally cards take a hit. Right. That's so, true. There's that. Um, Let me this time. Although, the, you know, it used to be that the blue ally card was in all sorts of decks, and now it's really just the green one and the yellow one that I see, and only the yellow one with any consistency. So, like, I think we're sort of moving away from 
those decks. Part of me almost wonders if we'll get like a cycle of reverse allies at some point. Like a blue creature that were in house Dagoth, if the top card of your deck is red or green, do this. Yeah, either something like that, or even if it's um, just like not, like if you play an intelligence creature and if the top card of your deck is not intelligence, or you know what I mean? Yeah. But maybe yeah, it's a minor see. effect instead of something like. Yeah. I can see that. Um, I think that depending on, well, it's a really interesting question. And it's really tough to say at this point, too. Yeah, so Shannara says, I just realized Spellsword will now have access to damage removal, which is cute. I mean, Spellsword can have access to Ice Storm, but I was yeah. far more excited that it was going to have access to card draw. Yeah. Like, that's what Spellsword needed, and that's what Spellsword now will have access to, is card draw. Like, Ice Storm is great, but... So yeah. is the ability to put more cards in my hand. Yeah, I mean... What is it? Tribunal? Is, uh... Spellsword plus blue? <laughs> oh. Tribunal is gonna be, I think, the... One of the first decks I'm gonna try to build is a Tribunal uh, support, mate, support deck. So, Hunding uh, kind of confirms what we were musing, which is... Uh, they mentioned in the official stream that there were cards that cared about the other house colors. Oh, nice. Okay. And then also mentions that Sower of Revenge and Hive Defender can be in the same deck. I actually went as far as, like, Sower of Revenge and Ulfric's House Carl can be in the same deck, and it kind of made me want to vomit. Yeah. No, I'm not excited about the marriage of the Warrior deck and the Crusader deck. <laughs> Wait, is that a color combination that's available? It, it, I don't think it is right now, but I mean, we have to speculate that we'll get the yeah. other five in the future. I was gonna say I don't, I don't remember that one being one. Yeah, no, that I mean, one, like that a... one's not. I was on the lookout for that one. Neither I is like uh, a... the other one that I was interested in, which is my combination of sorcerer and assassin. Wait, sorcerer and assassin isn't one? Is it not, or is that Talvani? I think that's House Tilvani. Mm. Blue, green, purple, yeah. Yeah, okay, well. I think that there's... I, I think that Tilvani, in my mind, with the Betray mechanic being of a... I, I would argue, like, more complex keyword than the others. I, I think that House Tilvani is going to have some, some place... Some room for some really flashy plays. I mean, I think the most interesting mechanical cards, most complex cards that exist in the game so far, are in those colors. So combining them to do really goofball shit is going to be something I'm excited about. I will say that. I mean, I just I just want to be able to play sheer point dragons into my Worm King agents. Uh, that, that actually sounds pretty good. Oh. Long Afternoon says Battle Reef of Dusk is going to make a comeback. Uh, I can say without a shadow of a doubt... Yeah. Battle Reeve of Dusk will not make a comeback. Because in order to make a comeback, you have to have been there before. And hey, it look, has I, never been there before. I've played it on the ladder once. The day it came out. And I played against CVH. And I won. <laughs> and I retired the deck and I've not played the card since. Like, how could I top that? That was like a... God, dude, that was a year and a half, almost a year and a half ago now. Because Battle of Dust came out the month after Histgrove, right? Or maybe um, the month before. I thought it was, it was like two months after, but... It was the fall of 2016, I think. 
Yeah, because Hiskoro was October, so maybe Battle Reef was November. Okay. So it's November or December, right there. Yeah. Good times. Battle yeah, Reef Dumpster got... says uh, Mechanical Alley was after Hisgrove. Oh, okay, okay. What was the first monthly card released? I wish there was a way I could find this stuff out. Um, tribunal control does sound great. I think that finding the correct package is going to be pretty clutch, but uh, I'm excited to give it a shot. Um, interesting, too. So I've been playing some support mage on the ladder lately, and I'll be honest, in, in a number of my matchups, my strategy is to play the opponent into fatigue. I mean, basically against any other control deck, that's how I'm trying to win. If I incidentally win with damage, like, whatever. But uh, playing a 50-card deck against a 75-card deck where your strategy is fatigue is going to be much, much, much harder. Maybe. Not 100%, man. Because it comes down to the wire in those games anyway when you're trying to play fatigue. Well, I mean, it depends on card quality, though, because a 75-card yeah. deck's going to have to run enough early game to survive against the other aggressive decks, and if you get into that rut where your opponent's got, you know, he's played three Manticores in a row, and you've drawn all your two drops in a row, yeah. you know what I mean, because of the, the variation? So, like, that's that's actually one of the interesting things about going up to 75 cards, you know what I mean? That is that is fair. You can draw the wrong half of your deck much easier. Other cards that may see more play after the expansion drops. Um, well, there's always hope that Mentor of the Watch, Mistville Warden, and East March Crusade, uh, East Empire Crafter, the three purple three drops that give a shit about guards, um, will see increased play in decks that have access to a wider array of creatures with big butts. I'm kind of looking forward to some sort of weird uh, Mentor's Ring deck where you play a bunch of cheap tokens and then you mentors ring your thing with rally to give the charge creature in your hand like plus eight plus eight for the following turn i can see that yeah um dagoth skeevers skeever infestation seems like a card that just gets strictly worse in a deck with 75 cards in it but i am excited to play skeevers at all times Um, oh yeah, we did all get three free hist groves because that didn't work right. Huh. Thinking back in the history of this game is great, man. It's like, it's like remembering like what you did in a certain year of college, I imagine, for people who went to college from 18 to 22, like, you know, a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> or for that matter, high school. I, I don't even really remember most of high school. <laughs> right? Yeah. Looking forward to a control mage deck with Jarl Balgruff. Yeah, if you can run 75 cards, man, why not put Yarl Bogger in everything? <laughs> Ramraj says, I like Battle Reaver of Dusk. I think it could be good someday. So, here, here's here's the funny like, question I want to pose to you, right? Right now, yeah. Yeah. Decks, decks are uh, typically 50 cards. They can be up yeah. to 70. Yes. We're about to go where some decks are a mandatory 75, which is more than any's ever been in the history of the game. Yeah. But there's always this, like, running joke about, like, hey, I, you know, I was, like, ranked 10 legend, but I got pared down because of matchmaking, and I just lost to a guy with, like, 62 cards in his deck, right? And that, like, makes people salty. So how long, how long do you think it's going to be before the new salt is, like, I lost to the guy with 81 cards? 
Oh, it's gonna be great. You know, you like know, seventy-five yeah. still isn't enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I just realized when you said that I've never played a deck on the ladder with more than fifty-one cards. Like, I go pretty hard in the troll meme like realm, and I've never played more than fifty-one cards. And fifty-one, I, I was like uncomfortable with. Like, it it gets so stuck in my head from Magic that like you should not run more than the max the minimum number of cards. So Swanky in chat says, what about 100 cards? See, I can respect the 100 cards because that tells me you did that with a conscious, like, I'm going to run 100 cards. But yeah, when true. you run, like, 81, you're saying, you know, 75 was just not enough, and I couldn't cut these last six cards. <laughs> At which true. point, you really start questioning decision-making, you know? I can appreciate that. And yet, you still, you'll still lose because you'll be playing your 50-card hyper fine-tuned token deck and they will out of their 81 still draw ice storm into ice storm into ice storm and you'll just right you know or or they draw the niche card that you never planned on playing around that blows you out yeah salt is a way of life salt is a way of life <laughs> that fucking emote it's amazing uh other cards that might see increased play i would include the fabricants in the list we haven't seen I mean, all we've seen as far as neutrals go is saint jube but those are cards that get better the more neutral cards you run and um it's totally possible we see some some reasonable neutral cards um i don't know maybe maybe uh brotherhood like slay depending on what kind of slay mechanics we get yeah might make a comeback I actually expect Midnight Sweep to see an increased amount of play too, because in 75 card decks, you're going to want to keep your percentage of prophecies at something approaching the same amount. And I think Midnight Sweep's on the periphery of playable prophecy cards. Uh, so is Frostbite Spider, so I hear. Dude, I've, I've been advocating for people to play Frostbite Spider for a year and a half. I know. And I played against it last night, and it, it came up. I played against the weirdest yeah. decks all night last night. Did, did, you, did it fucking beat you? Uh, I don't think that one beat me, but uh, one of the Quinral Burglar decks did beat me. Like I said, I played against three <laughs> Quinral Burglars. One of them beat me because I had just used Lightning Bolt and Silence the turns before, yeah. and then they played Monk Strike on it, and then Swift Strike after the Monk Strike. So they That's that awesome. was their, like, smash me in the face. That's legit. Yeah, I think Frostbite Spider is a much better card than it gets credit for, but I say that all the time. Hey, I was thinking about this as I'm going through the cards looking at things that might see more play. Uh, I was, And I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. And Chet's, too. So Shivering Apothecary is the, like, sort of odd woman out of the Madhouse collection as far as, like, having ever seen play in anything. It just really doesn't, although it's not bad in Arena. <laughs> uh, it's a 4-Magic, four, four a 2-2. This is Summon, Summon a Random Elixir. I'm curious what kind of Elixir you would need to see in this new set that you could high roll with Shiv Shivering Apothecary in order to to consider running it on the ladder. What's the power level need to be at for that card that it could potentially summon? Elixir of Magicka for nostalgia. That's interesting. I don't think that would be good enough for me. <laughs> well, the reason... Hear, hear me out, right? The reason I actually think that would be a legit... Like, if that was part of it, is that yeah. at that point, you're, you're only paying yeah. three. Right now, I mean, you have to wait till you have four available, but like essentially, you you paid three for a two-two that will give you long-term value. Maybe that's, maybe. that's like, fair. That's balanced enough. I could see them doing it, but like good enough to make the card not absolutely tear bad. Yeah. I was thinking like I would need Orba Vermina power level or higher as a potential outcome before I even considered running it in a singleton deck. 
<laughs> I mean, look, um, I mean, I don't want to turn, uh, you know, Shivering Apothecary into fucking Barnes from Hearthstone. <laughs> but I'm curious what the power level needs to be in order to potentially draw your Elixir of Despair. Elixir of Despair? Yeah, yeah fifth actually, Altar of Despair, but on an Elixir. Yeah. I would, I, I would, I'd... Would you play it if it said summon a random support? No. No. Because you'd get elixir of cover every single time. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I was just curious. I mean, that's a card that's kind of fascinating. And, and like, theoretically, it just gets worse every time new elixirs are released. <laughs> Man, I'm on Legends decks. They've already got Ash Piercer up. I love it. Nice. <clears throat> Other cards that might get better. Gerald Forager. I'm just hoping my premiums appreciate in value. <laughs> hope, hope that the investment pays off. <laughs> okay. Uh, hmm. Well, depending on the power level of one drop, two drop, and three drop spells. College of Winterhold might get better, or it might get worse. Uh... Do you think we're gonna see... are there are there any dragons in the lore in Morrowind? There aren't, are there? I think there might be one or something yeah. like that. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Well, I think Necrom Mastermind might get better because Betray encourages you to run last gasp cards. Yeah. I mean even even a even a two color betray deck, even a two color betray last gasp deck, I think is something to consider looking at as soon as the uh set drops. Some some people apparently missed the card reveal, they must have came in late, so I'm gonna put that back up. Sure. I'll be honest. I, when did you make the the second version? No. You actually got the we. I didn't know we got that card. Yeah, AJ sent it over. Oh, I must not have been paying attention. It's okay. I got you, fam. Cool. <laughs> Necron oh. Mastermind is bad with last gasp. Is it? I mean, it depends on the deck. Like, I don't run them in my Ultra decks because All right. I'm usually, like, I'm not, I don't as much care about the last gasp usually as I do the summon effects and thinning my deck out, but. Yeah, I think Ultra decks are usually more summon based than, uh, summons and guards <laughs> than they are concerned with last gasps. Yeah, last last gasp is so hard because if you don't have something that's like triggering it right away and it's not an amazing last gasp, like right. you're really you're really kind of opening yourself up to silence cast into time. You know what I mean? Arrest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Hmm. It's good times, man. It's good times. Well, the illusory mimic. 
<laughs> if you can hit your Dagother with it. Oh, you know, that's a fair question. So the Real Mayo says, I'm pretty sure that Wild Beast Caller and Elder Gleam Matron are going to get buffed just because we're likely to see more beasts. Oh, that's fair. I mean, at least Cliff Hunter and Cliff Strider for sure. Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe the Cliff Hunter just hunts cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Anio Montoya. A man named Cliff killed my father. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> oh. I will, oh, I will so say, Jewab is the most jacked 1 1 I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I kind of feel bad. Like, I look at Jewab and I think, like, yeah. this, this guy is literally Tyler Durden of the Elder Scrolls yeah. Legends. And then yeah. I'm like, he's he's got the same stats as Marked Man. I mean, it looks like he just goes up to Umblem, Umblem and slaps the shit out of him. Yeah. I can't, I can't be the only one who thinks that, right? Like, he looks like he's in the basement of Fight Club, and he's just like... Yeah. You know, hey, hey you, it's your first night, you have to fight. Yeah. The first rule is you don't talk about the Winged Menace. Jube gonna get justice for Garnag. <laughs> His name was Garnag Paulson. <laughs> It's it's almost a little, a little overwhelming all of the excitement I'm feeling. Yeah, like I'm having a hard time processing because my brain wants to do too many things at once. You know what I mean? Like we're I know. I, like I'm hitting that part where like I kind of yeah. go into a mental coma for two days, and then yeah. on Sunday afternoon I'll have some epiphany of the things I want to do, which will be like right in time for another reveal or something that'll throw me all off again. I I would guess we're getting reveals every day for the next two weeks. But we're also at that not at that point yet where there's enough new cards revealed to do any like reasonable theory crafting. And and especially since the three color deck thing is still blowing my fucking mind, and I need time to figure out what synergies I never considered. Yeah, I mean we've kind of only it's it's only ever really been like a thought exercise, and I think the seventy five yeah. card deck thing also throws it off a bit. As does yeah. like the the addition of tricolor cards in general. Ooh, Yakiniku Party says turn one Jube in the Shadow Lane, turn two Night Mother, good game. Yeah, we I mentioned like we mentioned Night Mother earlier. You know, okay. like I said, Night Mother, we mentioned uh, the make a sweet roll with like a yeah. Grizzly Gourmet, uh, right. the, remember... the crossbow. Yeah. Right? Um, calm. Uh, you could give it ward, right? Ward crafter, lesser ward to trade into something with one health. There's a lot of ways that you can yeah. uh, pull an early Jewab off. Now, the problem is he's a unique legend, so you're trading consistency for that. It's not right. likely, um, so which means, you know, it's probably going to be more of a gimmick. But of the gimmick-like cards, like I personally, I, I would think that Jewab might be still better than Delphine, as sad as that is. And I think yeah. Delphine's easier to trigger. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, oh, I thought of another card that uh, almost certainly will see more play than the no play it sees now. Um, it is, it's a blue creature. It's the 5-2 for 4. Uh, playing in, the, no, it's a 5-2 for 3 in blue. Vigilant of Stendar. Is that the, is that the cheapest you can get 5 power on a creature? Maybe. 
Vigilant of Stendar is a blue creature that might trigger all of the House Dagoth 5 Power Matters cards starting on turn 4. If you don't know what the card is, I don't blame you. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even draft an arena, but... Yeah, it's got really sweet art. Yeah. It's a textless 5-2 common for Oh, three. Uh, Blighted Alit as well. Right. Blighted Alit and Vigilant of Stendar are the two 3 power... 3 Magicka enablers for that yeah. mechanic. Chat's also reminding you of Siege Catapult as a 2-drop. Yeah, but Siege Catapult's not in those colors. Yeah. Neither's Pitline. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess you, you can you can play them in non-Dagoth class. That's true, but yeah, yeah. So I have a theoretical question. Without knowing any of the other cards yet to be revealed or any of the other things, do you think, uh, like, if you're running Jewab in an Archer deck, uh -huh. do you think it's worth trading off the hard removal and flexibility of an Archer's Gambit to trigger him turn two with an Archer's Gambit? Yeah. Play two Magicka. Transform your creature into a 5-5? Five, 100%. Five? Yeah, probably. Deathless Draugr would be nice for Betray decks. Oh yeah, Peak Riton, good point. Yeah, there's Deathless a lot Draugr of... Yeah. There's a lot of stuff for Betray decks that has me... Like, I immediately thought of, like, Imperial Might might not suck. Yeah. You know, or things along uh, those lines where you can just generate, like, needless value. Um, spider Lair? Yeah, Spider Lair, except for, I, I, I think, I, I want Spider Lair to be good, but the fact that it's, like, beginning of your turn is so brutal. The fact um, that it's not it's not good. Yeah. So, like, any any creatures that leave a creature behind are good. Belmora, Spymaster, Deshin Avenger... Yeah. Um, yeah. Sadrus Agent. Those are all going to be like common betray targets. Um, yeah. Deathless Dragger could be. I think that yeah. uh, things that generate tokens are good. I also really want to keep an eye on creatures that make other things. So, and I mean, I know they're neutral, but um, yeah. the the new monthly card from this past month. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good mechanical point. ally. Yep. Uh, you know, even even just plain tokens, right? Like marked man. Scout mm -hmm. Patrol. These mm -hmm. are all nice, easy ways to generate mm -hmm. some cheap extra bodies. Yeah. Adoring Fan. High Rock Summoner. Shinara brought up is a good example as well. Yeah. High Rock Summoner is a card that's that used to see a reasonable amount of play as well. Blast Arca Brass Archibus. I w I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> What, what about a prized chicken, as uh, Doc PGB says? Uh, I mean, I have to admit, like, I can see a world where that's a tremendous amount of value. Yeah. Adoring fan. <laughs> yeah, I said that, like, 30 seconds ago, and it, it didn't even hit you, and I was like, oh. No, no, yeah. My bad, dude. Because Hoonding nailed it. I just liked the idea of betraying your adoring fan. Yeah. My enthusiasm is high, and so is my energy level, but my, my mind starts to fall apart around this time every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know you're hitting that, but... It is just so exciting, man. Like, it's... Oh, this is my favorite time, and we haven't had an expansion this big since Skyrim last, like, June. Or July. Yeah, June. It was, like, June 29th. Yeah. June 30th. So what's up, man. And we've seen a lot of content in the last, like, five months. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean c- we... certainly in the last, like, since November. Yeah. It's pretty legit. What I'm really looking forward to next week is having, you know, 10, 15, 20 more cards revealed and doing some, some real theory crafting about what a three-color deck might look like. Because at this point, it's, it's too soon, frankly, for like me to have thought about this very much, and we don't have enough new information about three color cards. You know, we only we've only seen two of them, but uh, I look forward to every reveal we have coming up. I know I saw on Twitter that Racy Games with Agile. I don't. I don't. Yep, I don't. she's she streams in the community. She has a reveal coming up the next day or something. Check that out on Twitter. Um, Monday. Yep. Racy Games with Agile will be revealing a card on Monday. Good to know. Yeah. The season is upon us. It is. And it's going to be Fast and Furious, just like uh, Heroes of Skyrim was, because just like Heroes of Skyrim, we get two weeks notice. Right, and we're not gonna get we're not gonna see all the new cards revealed before the set drops, which is cool too. Because I like that last twenty four hours where it's a huge info dump as we dig through the patches or you know whatever happens. Uh, Immortal King nineteen eighty two asks us: Do you think the pace of the last four months is sustainable for Bethesda Direwolf for putting up expansions and sets every two months will be the norm now? Um. Now, I believe there was some reason why Clockwork City was delayed, right? Yeah, I was going to say, Clockwork City was actually supposed to come out sooner, but it was delayed. I think yeah. that based on them saying that and the uh, the pace of the other stuff, two months yeah. is probably too much to expect. I would imagine that uh, they're probably shooting for like three, um, yeah. and then maybe trickling in collections and obviously the monthly uh, reward cards in between. Um, yeah. I mean, they've never come out and publicly said it, but... I mean, if you look at the things that they're trying to do, I think that it would only yeah. make sense if they were to consider trying to do like two stories, two pack based a year, or or, or at least attempting that. Again, not saying they're gonna hit that because they might have delays or whatever, but yeah, um, that that would that would be a reasonable. Yeah, I think every two and a half, three months would be cool. But not every one of them being a pack-based expansion. I think that would be oversaturation. Oh, yeah, yeah. One or, I mean, two pack-based expansions a year, I think, is groovy. I would honestly be satisfied with one and three-story expansions every year, to be honest with you. But two, I think, is probably better. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I always go back and forth on like what potential models could be for a game like this because there's a part of me that wonders like, what if instead of like, what if like instead of ever doing pack based expansions, and I know that at some point you have to do pack based because like that's kind of a money maker or whatever, but what if uh, instead we got Forgotten Hero style collections just once a month that had like twenty cards? Oh yeah, that'd be great. I would join a $15 a month MMO style subscription based program for Legends that released 20, 25 cards a month. Yeah, I think you and I talked about that once that I thought that. Yeah. Like, I, I can't think of a CCG that's done something like that, but if they did, I would potentially be on board depending on what the rewards were, you know? Yeah. It does sort of like eliminate the like visceral excitement though of like opening packs, which I have to admit, like I am super looking forward to. 
Like, I'm going to be right there in the trenches opening a shitload of packs on the 28th or the 29th, and I'm really looking forward to that experience. So that'll be good. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I go back and forth on that a lot. I mean, I do like opening packs, but... Either way, it's going to be great. Any more questions for anybody? I get the feeling our audience is a little overwhelmed, too, because some nights we have not fucking nothing to talk about and people have more questions. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> chat's going wild. It's just not necessarily the questions, because I think everybody else is yeah. just all having their own discussions. Yeah, I understand. You know? This is, I mean, this is a great time to be a fucking Legends player, man. And I can also assure you that there are still more exciting announcements to come in the next couple of weeks. Probably the next week. Right? <laughs> probably not. No, dude, you know there are. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, alright. <laughs> I, can, I can say that, it's okay. All right, fine. I mean, I wasn't going to do this, but here you go. Are you going to reveal it on camera? Yeah. Dude, I think we're going to get in trouble if you show that. You think so? All right, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take it down. Sorry, my bad. All right, yeah, but that's probably for the best. Uh, Shunara says, what is the meaning of life? Uh, the answer is 42. Actually, 42. Which art would you guys sex? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Which, which, which one looks like Justin the most? Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I don't know. What's the name of the uh, the pig from Dark Brotherhood? <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Have you seen, Have you watched Black Mirror? <laughs> yeah, that's why I was thinking. I was okay. like, well, okay. black, clearly I got to make a Black Mirror reference. Um, I mean, don't don't you shame me. You're the one who runs the Animal Lover title. Not anymore. I, I did for a long time, yeah. But now I use the Ironmonger because of that thing with the uh, Iron Atronarch. By the way, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I'll, I'll actually I'll share the expansion's best new artwork. Um, you guys might not have seen this. So let me share this with you in chat. This is the best uh, artwork for the expansion. I mean, like, it looks so unbelievably lifelike that I don't even know what to say about this. Like, that looks like a real person sitting there. Yeah, like, that's the, the Naryu one, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just yeah. ribbing you. I mean, I, 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 I think that the fact that that art is being released is just some of the most impressive art stepping up that we have ever seen this i mean it's incredible yeah redbeard i agree that's an epic art yeah hundig says i'd sex dagath dagath her okay where would you rate dagath her out of 10 as far as power level um it's a good question eight see th this is the difficulty about rating that card the card itself yeah. is like a 9 or a 10, right? Like, if it didn't have the tricolor restriction, like, you would run right. that because it's Tascad 2.0. It's it's amazing. Right. But because of the tricolor restriction, right. it's That's hard to judge until you see the viability of tricolor. Yeah, I mean, in some respects, I think it's more powerful than any other 12-drop in the game. <laughs> but like, like you said, our other 12-drops that see a lot of play are neutral cards, right? So yeah. it's impossible to say, really. 
Yeah, it might not have the best long-term value out of other 12 drops, but it certainly has the greatest impact when you play. Yeah. Right. Is slightly oh, better. Oh, Ian, I'm gonna have to disagree. So Ian believes yeah. that it's only a slightly better debase fur, but I think that the the drain is what yeah. separates it. I agree. Because twelve magicka is a big jump from like the nine that Tazcat is, but at that point in my mind, you're jumping, like you're going from a finisher to potentially a stabilizer, right. which is why the, I think that the drain is important, but. It's the 75 card thing that makes the hard card hard to judge. They both, oh, you're saying that they have the same issue as Devath, and they both have an impact on the board, and then they get jabbed. Yeah, I mean, that's Taskhead, though, too. Just earlier. Yeah. What card can Dagoth not two for one? Um, it gets a 1.5 for one against a Golden Saint. <laughs> Assuming the opponent has a removal spell on their turn. <laughs> if this gets jabbed, you lose. I mean, I have to disagree. Like, eight life might stabilize you. Eight life and a removal on your opponent's biggest creature might stabilize you, even if they're sitting on a javelin. Adoring fan. Uh... <laughs> uh, you know, you actually, you know what it, you know what it doesn't. <laughs> What's that? Evermore steward. Oh yeah, good call, good call. Yeah. Breakthrough gets negated by the ward. It doesn't yeah. care about the size nor the lethal because it has ward. It stops it because it has guard. The you, drain gets you, negated by the ward, too. That is my new favorite meme. Dagoth yeah. gets shut down by Evermore Steward. Literally unplayable. Yeah, that's true. No drain, no breakthrough, nothing. That's funny. Evermore Steward, new meta. Yeah. I've seen that. I, I haven't seen it played in like a year, but I used to see that card sometimes. Yeah, Shinara also reminds us Embassy Guard. That's the 04... Uh, yeah. Guard with Ward as well. Yeah. Yeah, good point. If a 12-12 gets jabbed in a 75-card deck, I don't think you lose. It's tough to say. I would actually argue if a if a 12-cost 8-8, blah, 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 whatever, uh, hits the board and you're playing a 75-card deck, then you already won three turns earlier. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I think it's, I, I, I really believe the drain-charge combo, along with the guard, ward, blah, 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 like you said, I think that the card as it stands functions as a, like a finisher and as a stabilizing tool. I think it's good at both. I mean, it's going to win me the game when I get it on a discount off my Eclipse Baroness, and then I use my last charge of the ring to play it and Swift Strike after it's hit play with my oh. World Leader's Irie out, and I just win. Good call, it's 32 damage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I like that. Oh, crap. They had Vivek. I feel like 
with the two attacks with the 16-16 charge drain breakthrough creature, uh, you probably have the opportunity to kill, kill Vivek. <laughs> no, man, Shadow Lane. That's the problem. They played Vivek last turn. <laughs> well, of course, and then they put Embassy Disguise on it. Wow, Embassy Disguise on Vivek. <laughs> it's good times. Yeah. <laughs> there are decks currently that have no way to deal with that. That C play. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good time. If Dagothur stays on deck long enough to get Doppelgangered, oh man. Doppelganger gave her Dagothur is my new goal. But that has to be a turn turn thing unless you somehow amassed five completed contracts. In your I mean, hand. you can do that all day long, but I'm doppelgangering my Vivek. Yeah. So if you doppelganger an exalted creature, yeah, we we don't know how the exalted works. I don't know. I do not know if it like changes that card, and I don't know what happens when the exalted version then hits the graveyard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't know enough about that, sadly. But all right, that's all right. Dig off, Earl. <laughs> Dig off was my father. If you a knight to remember a creature that is exalted, but you didn't exalt it at first, can you use unexalted? I don't know the answer to that either. Um, I don't think, I don't think that if you haven't exalted it, and then when it comes back in, I don't think you can pay then because it's. Uh... An interesting way to find out would be. Because you're not like playing the the card at that point. Like here's here's the uh, best way that I would say it's not treated that way with the. Uh... What's yeah. the ghost and endurance that uses all your magicka? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Like, that's in my mind well, the way it's going to function. It's going to trigger when you play it, and yeah, then it's drag... just potentially that. But Dragon Cult Ghost. Did you tweet out the new card, by the way? Uh, I have not yet, because I... I fucking forgot about it. Uh, well, I, I got talking to you before we started. Oh, yeah. I started to do it, and then I was like, oh, it's 10.30. We should probably start on time for once in our lives. I know. Man, we've been on point. We haven't talked about anything besides Legends tonight. And, like, like you and I love Legends. We, we spend more time thinking about this game than most people. And, like, we still don't usually manage to make it two hours without digressing into some bullshit. I don't know. I mentioned Mueller and Artifact. I know, but, man, that took less than 30 seconds today. Well, still. Like, this is fucking exciting so how about that infinity war trailer oh yeah i saw that that was pretty cool <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i still have the only marvel movie i haven't seen so far is that new thor movie so i need to see that before i see the new marvel the new avengers but it should be on like showtime or some shit soon right um i think it's gonna hit dvd soon actually oh i think i hit the mic this new mic position's throwing me off hey i was thinking about buying a real microphone uh, because, like, we were going to make elf ears for my costume today, and, like, we were realized I record everything with a headset on. Yeah. Like, and so we went to Walmart to try to find one like, <laughs> that, that was sitting in front of me. They, they didn't have shit. Yeah, There's because all... you went to Walmart, Justin. You just said I wanted to buy a real microphone and followed it up with I went to Walmart. <laughs> Dude, slow up, bro. Afterwards, we went to Office Depot, and they also didn't have anything there. Yeah, because you, like, go to Amazon like any normal human being or Newegg or something. Like, legitimate, just ask CVH. Like, yeah. seriously, just ask him for recommendations. That's what I would do. 
right. I would say, hey, you know, you're a music audio guy. What do you recommend? And then I would go from there. Black Drop says, if Blink Effect, that, that, that is good advice. If Blink Effects resets Exalted, then Winterhold's Illusionist might see more play. Well, that's a good point. If you're broke, a Yeti can be cheap. I don't know, man. I saw that footage. I don't know that that was really a Yeti. I, I mean, think it was a, I a use a Yeti because I got it on sale on Amazon, but I will say this. They are kind of a pain to fine-tune, and they pick up everything. Like, I can hear a pin drop in my neighbor's house with this thing, I feel like. What's it cost? Um, I think I picked mine up when it was like 70 or 80 bucks during like a Black Friday sale or something. I think, Bro, they're, I spent... I, I think they're normally like 100 bucks. I spent twelve bucks on this. Headset. You, you can get you can get a the like the step down from a Yeti is a snowball, and those are also entirely fine for like quick easy setups. And I think those are like forty. But again, All like right. I would just I would just say CVH. Here's my budget. What do you recommend? Because I would trust his audio knowledge, personally. All right. Fair enough. I'll check that out. I'll ask him. Uh, Charmer, you cannot lose the game. I believe is part of the Exalt effect. I. I don't think that's not my reading of it. No, because it says if you control an exalted creature, and they said on the Bethesda stream today that an exalted creature is any creature you've played that effect for. In right. fact, I would almost dare say that Vivek's likely going to be uh, not the only card that says if you have an exalted creature. Yeah, I agree. I think like Vivek a... would trigger his own ability because he would count himself. He would be an exalted creature on the board, but yes. how would I rate Vivek out of ten? So he's a little bit easier to judge than Dagothur. I think that Vivek is a seven or an eight, very strong, but not an auto include. I think that his value is very much tied to the value of the other exalted creatures. I totally agree. I, I mean, it could go up. Because cause for me, like, paying 8 for him, like, you, you get you pay 8, you get a 10-10, like, that's great. But he's, you know, you pay 8 for a 10-10 that doesn't impact the board and, yep. does, like, doesn't do anything. That's not exciting to me. To me, the yeah. value is, like, did I play something else that was exalted and then I play him as a panic button? So, yeah. I don't know. To me, that's, that's where I look at. I can see that. Uh, American asks, is Justin exalted while cosplaying? Uh, great question. Um, I usually get minus two, minus two pretty quickly because uh, it I get worn out very quickly. <laughs> Girl, are you exalted Vivek because your body is a 10-10 and I feel like I can't lose? All right. That's pretty good. No, I know we already have eight mana, eight magic of 10-10s. It's the additional text on the card that's interesting. Yeah, I think I think that uh, Real Mayo there was just kind of pointing out what I was saying, which is, unless the other exalted cards are good, like, while Vivek's text is interesting, like, an 8-mana 10-10 isn't, is, like, super great, so... I don't yeah. know. Fair enough. Do-do-do-do-do. All right, we've been doing this for about two hours now. Does anybody have any uh, final thoughts they want to share with us, or questions about anything? Or do you remember when Jerry Springer used to do final shots on or final thoughts on his show? I do. I do. As, as if like anybody was going there for like philosophical advice, you know? Yeah. Like, absolutely. I enjoy that he went the extra mile. 
Like you were you were you were gonna learn something. You were gonna get the moral of the story <laughs> after an episode of Jerry Springer. I learned something today. Yeah. Uh, Arch Cannon is a weird card. Arch Cannon is a real powerful, flexible card. Um, still waiting for a way to make a card indestructible. Indestructible is a keyword that does not exist on any cards. I know it's a, we know it's a keyword because it was uh, bugged into appearing on a card a long time ago. <laughs> Final thoughts: Don't pay hookers with checks. That's a good one. Does Justin use any beard oil? If not, would you consider endorsing a Nord beard oil? Yeah, I would endorse, endorse a beard oil. I do not. I do shampoo and condition my beard uh, pretty much every day. Thieves Den with Monk class cards and strength cards that damage face seems good. Yes, it does. I've thought about that. Also, just uh, Crusader's Assault um, in Monk seems really good. Man, I haven't seen you two guys for over a year th since beta release, basically. Uh, that's yeah, it's well over a year. We're almost up on two years. July will be when open beta hit of twenty sixteen. So July right. end end of July will be two years that this has been yeah. out of the NBA. Yeah, I've been playing this game for twenty two months. Um, long afternoon. Have you ever shaved? I have. Um, I. When was the last time I had no facial hair? It would have been the summer of 2014. Uh, mine was sometime in 2015 was the last time. And my yeah. wife unequivocally said, no, 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 don't ever do that again. Yeah. I think that, uh, yum, yum, I think closed beta, I think open beta started like, <laughs> wasn't it the last like two or three days? Yes. Of July? I mean, it was just like how they do expansions, right? So like the last like three days of July were uh technically open beta and then the first full season was august yeah. but just like just like all the releases thus far it's been yeah. with like three days left at, at the end of a month yeah um some guy you know 77 says what tricolor deck would you play when this expansion comes out uh you know i think earlier we talked about this a little bit i at this point i want to play dagother um but you know new cards being uh, revealed in the next couple weeks could change my opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, Tolvani. Yeah, honestly, just I was super on board with uh, House Dagoth when we started the show before I talked to Charmer much. Um, I've gotten more on board with the House Tolvani uh, idea since we started talking. Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to be able to play Black Hand Messenger and Worm King's Agent in the same deck. Yeah. Because, you know, they're bad. No, of course. Worm King's Agent, like, why would you play that when you could play Bone Colossus? <laughs> um, you remember playing both us and watching streams? That's sweet. Do you remember Super Toad? That's it wasn't me, but that's I remember like we all just joke around about that dude in the closed beta. Do you remember Earthworm Jim? Yeah. Not 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 like a player, just like from your childhood, because I liked that oh. game. It's good times. Card Counter Chris says that 
uh, me, Charmer, was his first streamer interaction with this game. I got to cream him on his third day of playing, and I was like six ranks higher than him. Sorry. Good times. <sighs> you remember I played nothing but Scout? Yeah. I played nothing but Scout for like four months. If you look at the early days of the channel, it's me playing Scout and trying to build Life Gain Crusader. So really, like, not a lot has changed. <laughs> I remember seeing ads for Earthworm Jim in uh, magazines I bought, but I didn't have any game systems when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I didn't own it. My friends owned it. I was too poor. But yeah. I would go to my buddy John's house and play it there. <clears throat> yeah. Earthworm Jim 3D is... Shouting face. Pog Champ. Pog Champ. Yeah. You want to play with all the exalted cards? I think that if you if you're looking for a safe bet, I mean, and granted we've only seen a couple exalted cards, but if you're looking for a safe bet while playing a ton of new cards, build a two color exalted mid range deck. You should have the flexibility to beat anything that's not refined. What was the name of the guy that played Merrick all the time before it became a deck people played? I can't remember. I don't know. I remember SLW used to play a lot of Merrick, but I don't know if that's who he's thinking of. That's the name I associate with it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Like, somebody else may have done it before, but for me, it was SLW. Yeah. Good times. Well, this was, uh, this was fun. This is exciting. Oh, yeah, I will say, as we're closing out today, I'm going to spam my own content real quick. In case you guys are curious what it looks like inside the Houses of Morrowind, I recorded a little video with uh, a dark elf who was kind enough to uh, let Sandra and I go into his house. Who's this Justin guy putting links in my chat without permission? Ban Earlier, coming. Oh, fuck. Can you ban? Oh, you probably can't ban me. I, I can ban whoever I want. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I don't even remember becoming a mod. Oh. Anytime somebody says anything about a mod, I used to work with a guy named a mod. Like so that's oh, yeah. that's always what runs through my head. I'm like a mod. And the funny thing about a mod was like he was notoriously like the worst worker ever. He would go out of his way to like do absolutely nothing and if you started to try to call him on it like he'd see you coming so like he'd pick up his phone and just pretend to be like on a work call until you left oh, yeah yeah like that so. that was a mod he was a nice uh, guy but he just didn't work no i can respect the stuff like that i'll be honest like even when i was at work this morning i didn't get much done well today is kind of an exception yeah uh last question of the night shinara asks uh if there's one card we could unnerf which card would it be that's interesting. Do you think Crystal Tower Crafter is a safe unnerf? No, not in the least, but... I don't know, man. Maybe Healing Potion? There's plenty that I think are safe. They're not ones I would want. Like, Slaughterfish Spawning, I think you could unnerf and that would be fine. Really? Um, yeah. Fuck Slaughterfish Spawning. <laughs> Dude, there's, like, even more... So many more pings now, and... Like, yeah. I didn't even think it was that that big of an issue before. Yeah. Um, I wonder if Drain Vitality is enough of a safety valve against Slaughterfish. Yeah, I think I think there's a bunch of stuff. Yeah, if I if I could unnerf 
for me, I think it would be Shield Breaker. Oh, no. No way. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. <laughs> I feel like Thief of Dreams sounds safe in my head, but would actually just be the curve topper in super annoying Prophecy Mage decks if it was unnerfed. Yeah. Somebody's saying, like, Manticora. I don't want to see an unnerfed Manticora. I don't want to see an unnerfed Belligerent Giant. Yeah. I don't want to see an unnerfed Tazcad. No. Free Nocrine. I don't want to see an unnerfed Nocrine. No. Not even a little bit. We've only seen Exalt 3 so far. Do we think we'll see any other cost for the Exalt ability? I would guess so, yes. I mean, here's what I would say. Why do you put the 3 if it's going to be a static? It may not be this set. I'll say that. We may only see Exalt 3 in the first set. Like, that's an old magic thing where they start with a value and it's the same throughout the set just because you're introducing players to it. But then, like, a set or two later, they revisit it and it's a different value. So it's possible for this set that it's only 3, but there is no way that we don't see Exalt that is a different value at some point because otherwise, why do you put the value? Um, what if Thief of Dreams was 3-5 instead of a 4-4? I think it would be better as a 3-5. I also think it would be better as a 3-5. Unnerfed that, Dark... That's an interesting one. Unnerfed Dark Rift. Um, there's so much support removal in the meta right now that I think that would be a safe one. Yeah, it would be safe. Thing is, is like, even if they unnerfed it, I don't even think I'd want to play it right now. Because of so much support removal. Right. And the deck that it was really good in... Well, I mean, like, it was played in Merrick decks, right? But it was mostly in that those fucking Battle Mage aggro decks. I was going to say, like, it just goes into time to fight. And I'm like, all right, right, sure, I'll do this. I don't know. I feel like there's better things to do with your time in Magicka now. Yeah, Dark Nerf, or Dark Nerf. Dark Rift has been changed actually several times. Solrest Marshall, maybe? No, fuck that, dude. I got <laughs> I got hit with Solrest Marshall into Solrest Marshall into something obnoxious just the other day. For the first time in like nine months. And it triggered your PTSD? Yeah, it was awful. It was absolutely awful. I couldn't believe what was happening. I don't even remember what I was playing. My head exploded. <laughs> like it was ne- never again. Never again. So so if I say burn and pillage, that's also bad? You know, I thought actually about Burn and Pillage for a second, but I I would not want to Yeah, the problem with old Burn and Pillage was it defined the mid-range mirrors. It was literally like, can I play mine first? Then I just win. Because mid-range mirrors don't come back from having zero board, and whoever played it first wiped the other person's board, so... Yeah. Skywatch Vindicator? Um... I have no comment. (laughs) Uh, Firebolt? Unnerf Firebolt? Nope. Nope. Uh, what? Two Tree Shrieking Harpy? That one, it actually doesn't sound awful. Yeah, Shocking Lamasu's fair. Yeah, Shocking Lamasu would be alright. Old Supreme Atromancer? Uh, I'm gonna have to say no. What was there after Firebolt? We can't talk about it, it was in closed beta. <laughs> There's only a couple of ways that Firebolt can go, so just use your imagination, and whatever one you think is the worst is correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else, man? Um, 
I got nothing. Coming back from not having played since like a month after release of the game and still looking at my decks was funny. They nerfed, nerfed like everything I played. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. That totally happened. Like literally everything you played. Yeah. We are where we are because of... I mean, to some extent because of the expansions, but uh, also because of all the nerfs. Uh, OG un Estrove? Unnerf Unstoppable Rage? No. One two tree minder. Uh Werebat. Now Werebat's still good. People just don't think about it. Um hmm. hmm. I don't know. I mean like I'm I don't I I think unnerfing Histgrove to I think changing to OG Histgrove would be a mistake. I think changing it to three magicum might be okay, but I don't know. I don't miss the all the scout decks. Yeah, the insta pop at fifteen used to be really annoying. <laughs> that was always my chief complaint. Yeah, unnerf in prison. Mm. I don't know, man. I've seen tournament games that, like decided by the fact that it costs two now, and I was okay with the Turpin's player losing. <laughs> yeah, that was a bigger nerf than I think people realized at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I actually, I'll go on record. You know what I want? Uh, I saw somebody say Northwind Outpost. Clearly, that card is um, like near and dear to my heart. But I'm actually gonna go say if I could pick one card to unnerf because I didn't think it was worth nerfing at the time, and uh, even though it still sees play now, um, and I know that you're gonna immediately say no, uh, I want it to be Divine Fervor. I want four cost Divine Fervor back. Okay. I mean, obviously I'm against this. <laughs> Look, I know that it makes tokens better, but there was a time when Fervory was played in decks that weren't tokens. Yeah. And it actually made for some semi-interesting matchups. Like, Divine Fervor used to be played in control decks yeah. to make your Atromancer survive Ice Storm. Yeah, I remember that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it went from a thing that, like, you teched in for different matchups to you only play it in tokens now. Yeah. Echo of Akatosh? I think, like... I don't think Echo of Akatosh was nerfed for power level reasons. I think that it was a philosophical thing that they decided they didn't want to do. What card would I unbuff? None of them. The only cards that got buffed and then started seeing play, really, historically, are, like, Brynholf and Brynholf. You know what? You're wrong. Hold on, hold on. What am I, uh, let me figure out what I'm There's missing. a card that was very clearly never played before it was buffed, and it is now almost an auto-include in every deck that can run it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Morkel Gatekeeper. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Wait, no, wait. Was was that open beta? That was open. Okay. That was that, got, that got buffed just before we got... Uh... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the rebuff was nice and whatever, too, but Morkel Gatekeeper. Yeah. Yeah, Reeve, is, uh, Reeve was buffed. Reeve saw a little play. It was one of those cards that was pretty good, and then the minute that there were other things you could run in its spot that were marginally better, you started running those instead. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, there was a time where, like, you didn't run Reeve because Lumbering Ogrim was just strictly better every time. 
Yeah. Because is it, it worth... Good. I was going to say, just because if you're if one dies to Lightning Bolt and one dies to Execute, you want the one that dies to Lightning Bolt because that ate better removal, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What cards in the current game state would you buff? I would make any changes until the patch comes with the new cards. Oh, Mayo might have hit it on the head. I want my 4-1 Schemers back, too. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it's one of the le it's less offensive than I mean, like I think less problematic than a lot of these other cards. But well, I mean, I think it's easy to forget that that used to actually be played in mid range decks. There, like, there was a time when yeah. Goblin Skulk actually didn't fetch curses; it fetched schemers. Right. That is one hundred percent true. Buff Markanais to a nine cost. Uh, I feel like it. I mean, that's that's a. Interesting idea. Would Markinaze be a finisher in unstoppable rage decks? Like rage number five and six? Or four and five? If it costs nine? Yeah, I don't know. I think at nine it would it would see play. I mean because look look at it like this. At eight, it would one hundred percent see play. It would be overpowered at eight. At nine, it's a ten ten. Like with with an empty board, it's a ten ten guard for nine, which is super over the curve, but also not necessarily playable. Like I, I mean, don't know where... I mean a ten ten guard for nine, like that's still not even frost troll. Like I, right. I know that guard is better than regenerate, but yeah, we get an eight eight guard for eight that lets me draw a card. I think you might be able to safely put it at nine. That's an interesting one. Yeah, the only reason that I would like hesitate would be I would have to say to myself, okay, what three cost cards can I pair it with? So like what immediately jumped to my mind is uh if I can Markinaz and then Swift Strike anything, that might be problematic. Yeah, or Markinaz and Dark Rebirth. Well Dark Rebirth it won't keep the buff. No, I mean if you put it on something else. Oh oh I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Dark Rebirth the Markinaz, gotcha. Right. I mean, I mean, that's going to be even better because that's going to double it twice. A seven power creature swings for 28 if you Dark Rebirth your Markinaz. Yeah. Five cost Blackworm Necromancer? No, I don't miss that at all. Make Healing Hands and Pleated Kinnereth move to debuffs? I would support that. You can already Knight to remember Markinaz? Yeah. Yeah, you can. I don't think that the fact you can combo with a three-cost card is a reason not to put it down to nine. I, I think it's probably okay at nine. That's an interesting one. I had never considered that. Hmm. Yeah. No, we can't have 2-2 Harvey back. That was so bad. Harpy is already not included in every deck that runs blue, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Maybe, maybe not every, but it's pretty close. I don't think there's any reason to make that card better. You want to see General Tullius get buffed? I don't know how you would change that card and have it look anything like it does right now with <laughs> and make it stronger. Like, I don't... I mean... General I would, Tullius... I would, I would like to... I mean, the problem is, is whenever you do Buster nerfs, they like to do things that are very simple and elegant as opposed to recoding the card. So right. like a full reworks out of the question, but I personally would have preferred if he said, like if he was a one one, 
but then his summon was you summon the you know the two creatures and then you give him plus one plus one for each creature on the board like i've always felt really personally weird that his effect was i'm a general but i get stronger when my troops die it should be like i'm a general and the bigger army i have the like the more powerful i am because i'm leading an army so i always felt like he should have been a more like a flesh atronach that also summoned tokens than something that yeah. got bigger when they died. That makes sense. Zao seventy three says Black Marsh Warden to three three. <clears throat> yeah, I'd, I think that would be totally acceptable. I think I'd prefer a two four, but that might be too much. Look, I still think Black Marsh Warden is a reasonably powerful card that is countered by everything that people play. <laughs> I I think I ran into some of those semi-recently. It's been it's been a weird like two weeks of the latter. I saw one a couple days ago too. It might have been the same guy. <laughs> uh Nerazuri says Parthenax to one mana. Uh, I, I think Parthenax to one mana is fine because I've only ever had Magicka, so that basically makes him unplayable. Uh, That's good, good if, point. if you want to say Magicka, uh, Parthenax to one Magicka is fine if all of the shouts that he creates cost 12. No, it's not. It's still not fine. <laughs> it's, fuck that, dude. It's still not fine. <laughs> yeah. I remember Justin put Warden top legendaries. Yeah, I did. People ran a lot less removal back then. Well, I mean, it used to like it used to be a staple in Spellsword tokens, which was yeah part part of the big three during open beta. I mean, it was the third deck. Like Control right. Mage was strictly better, Archer was strictly better, but mm -hmm. in August, like the close third was Spellsword tokens. Yeah. Emperor Titus Mead to three. Uh, that might be too powerful. Yeah. Crushing Blow stopped seeing play because Crushing Blow is a safety valve against a bunch of broken cards. And all of those <laughs> cards got nerfed in health. Like, Crushing yeah. Blow stopped seeing play because Kinsman no longer had three health, Werebat no longer had three health. Yeah. Um, there was a number of cards that, like, just made Crushing Blow less, yeah. less needed, less relevant. Control Mage and Monk are dead. I think Support Mage is still a fine deck. How do I make Titus playable? You make him not unique. How do you make Titus playable? Um, yeah. You you create a card beyond East Empire Crafter that cares when you play guards. Because the biggest yeah. the biggest problem is is like he's already kind of playable. Like you play him and then he triggers at end to turn, so you're always going to get at least one activation. But yeah. like guard doesn't matter. There's a million ways to get around guard in this game. Guard is not a proactive play. It is not a, even really that good of a defensive play. Um, yeah. So really, you need something that's going to trigger when you play a guard to get that extra value to say, okay, I'm guaranteeing I'm going to get a trigger from X. Now I don't know what X is, but I think that that would be. Um, like if you had a good card, like if you even had something as silly as like, if you play a creature with guard, draw a card, right? Like in endurance, then yeah, Emperor Titus mean, uh, becomes more than just a meme at that point. Yeah. You know what I'd love to see, man? I'd love to see a two, two guard creature in spell sword colors 
that says summon if you control another guard creature draw a card that's my final thought <laughs> okay Jerry <laughs> oh my god did you ever watch Mr. Show yes are you kidding me did you see the one where the talk show host is, uh, took his audience out on an island cruise and they like, on a life raft Dude, I've, I've seen them all. Like, one of my favorite sequences is the lie detector test sequence that they Oh, have. yeah, where the guy talks about doing a bunch of drugs. Have, have you ever <laughs> taken a train and eaten it piece by piece <laughs> after you derailed it with your penis? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but it was for charity. <laughs> yeah, that that whole... That and the, the imminent death syndrome episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. dude, I love that show. I was thinking about the on the the boat one, and they're making fun of Jerry Springer and fucking David Cross is sitting on the boat all white trashed out and he's like, Before I die, I'ma fuck me a fish. That's probably my final thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, that show was something else. That was good. Yeah, tell, hey Jellybean, what did I come into? Uh, you know. Yeah, we went de off the rails. Derailing trains with our penis and fucking fish. Like, it's the end of the podcast. Yep. <laughs> In fact, that might be the perfect time to say, thanks everybody, we'll see you on the ladder. <laughs> see you on the ladder. <laughs>